Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seggy Stations. The man that has a nickname, what's not to say with no shame. Monday, March 7, 2022. Hope all is well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Nick Seglin here. You're listening to Seggy Station Podcast. Got some company coming through today as well. My friend Chu, Smash the Stats Kid, he's coming through. We got some MLB lockout discussions to continue. Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos. Curious to see if he thinks that's going to happen. And of course, my NBA phenom, Rich Hot Takes Letty, coming through on the back end. We got some NBA March Madness and all things hoops to discuss before we get out of here for the day. NFL offseason and obviously lots of crazy things going on elsewhere in the world. I've seen a lot of crazy stories and fires, tornadoes, obviously the war going on in Ukraine. Um, seems to be nonstop bad news. In times like these, that with sports still going on, these conversations to help get away from some of those sad, bad times that are very real right now. Very real right now. Scary. Gas prices extremely high everywhere. And things will continue to kind of trickle down effect from obviously all the attacks and devastation that not just coming from Ukraine. I see wildfires, tornadoes constant weather and people trying to figure out financials and mentals all that's very serious obviously with the pandemic which i saw entering its third year now six million total death tolls globally which a lot of people are saying is low for the actual records that are being kept um obviously pandemic still affecting sports i see devin booker and health and safety protocols for the suns um And then you still got mask mandates being lifted, vaccine mandates, Kyrie Irving, kids in schools, masks, unmasks, buses. I mean, trickling all the way back down into youth sports. Obviously, youth schools, colleges, and everywhere. Work. Non-work. Been doing a lot more. Been out and about a lot more. And been thinking more about, obviously... How that affects everybody when you see more and more people out and more and more things happening as the time continues to go on by really fast. Uh, Already in March here, March Madness, Selection Sunday right around the corner, crunch time for NBA and obviously NFL offseason, the NFL Combine just wrapped up and we got the draft coming up. So a lot of things happening in sports, great golf tournaments, Masters right around the corner. So it should be a good time. It should be a good show today. Appreciate all love and support for the podcast. As always, you can follow along my Instagram or Twitter page at Seggy Station. Always got a live version of podcast up on my Twitch stream. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. And still got the podcast out on Spotify, Podbean, a few other platforms. Hopefully you get your podcast there. Right now it's time for Straight Talk. Right about Seggy Straight Talk microphone. It's always direct. Time to reflect. It's here. Chewy smacks the stats kid. What's good, guy? Yeah, not much. Just chilling. Got the puppers in the room. They're looking at me all cute and stuff, that's so that's it. pretty cool. It's a good day to be doing it. It's supposed to rain a little later. Yeah. Finally warmed up, and then it's supposed to get cold again. The weather is kind of wild, and everything's kind of crazy right now. It's kind of tough to even be, like, getting the sports podcast going, bro. I'm dead ass. Like, I watched the sports. Uh, finally, Skip came back from vacation with mm-hmm. Shannon and... Nick Wright's back from vacation. I'm watching the sports shows this morning, which I always love to do, and I'm, like, watching. I'm, like, damn, there's, like, so much bad shit going on. It's, like, 
I don't know. It's like hard to like even want to talk about sports, but I feel like it's just you don't want to be talking about bad shit all the time. Like it's kind of how I felt like the pod was getting when we were talking mad covids and shit. Yeah, Here we does. are now going through the third year of covid. I saw there's like six million total global deaths. So it's like all right, it's not just in the U.S., but like that's still six million people died. It's I know, still going crazy, on. Yeah. And it's like it's just fucking crazy to me. Now you see like obviously the war and everything going on in Ukraine. Yeah. Bro, I turned on the news today. There's there's, like, fire in Florida. There's tornadoes through Idaho. Like, it's just, like, mad, bad shit all the time. There's, like, controversy with uh, gas prices, obviously, that, mm-hmm. that are just going to continue to rise. I put 93 in my tank, and it's just, like, I'm like, yeah. what? This shit's $6 a gallon right now? Yeah. Like, bro, it's about to be $9 a gallon pretty soon. Like, literally over 5 something $6 for regular gas. Like, that's, that's about as real as it gets. You know, when we were talking about it the other day, it's just crazy to me. Like, I do, I don't like watching the news, but, like, I'll turn on the news and, like, that's the type of shit that happens. That's just, like, a daily thing, bro. Like, there'll be mm. a there'll be a fucking fire or some wild shit going on elsewhere. And people sadly pass on, whatever it is. And it's just, like, damn. Like, I just want to, like, watch and talk about sports here for a second. Yeah. It's, like, there's just so much wild shit going on. It's, like, when I met this girl that I was telling you about and she's, like, telling me how much, like, crazy shit's going on in the world. It's like, that's what I was basically saying, dude. It is so kind of crazy. It's like kind of hard to like even want to meet somebody, you know? And then you get into all the things that are happening and sports related, non-sports related. It's just, I don't know, it's just crazy to me to kind of see where we're at after all the things we've kind of talked about here on the podcast. And then the things that are happening in the sp- in the sports world. I mean, between the MLB lockout and then NBA really cranking up, March Madness already being March, like a lot of great college basketball games, um, you know, all kinds of things happening in terms of the NFL offseason combine just wrapping up and obviously leading into the NFL draft and all these things we can talk about, you know, in the NFL offseason for both, I think, the Broncos and Giants that are key components in this offseason talks in terms of where things are going to go. I don't know. It's just... It's all kind of crazy to me, bro. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, we've been to a couple. Even we went to a game all together. We're supposed to go to a game here. Rich be here soon in the end of the month. And it's like, I don't know. I remember sitting here and asking you guys when you think we'd be able to do that again. And what it took like two yet. years. Things kind of filtering back into what people are saying, quote unquote, normal. But I guess my whole point is, is like, what the hell is normal? Like, what the hell is normal? All this shit going on, like, still. And then the constant, it's just seemed so much, bro. Like, they're getting rid of the mass mandates in schools and a lot mm-hmm. of parents that, you know, are pushing for that and then not pushing for that. Yeah. And then the whole friction that's causing between friends and families and and just, it's just all kind of crazy where we're all at. It's always kind of been like that for me since this all started. But, like, now it's just... What's more serious, like a pandemic or gas prices going up because there's a fucking all-out war, World 3 going on, you know? And you got nightly games and where's Aaron Rodgers going? Like, you know, you put all that into perspective, it's like, fuck, you know? It's like, should we even be, should we even do this? I hear people that are, you know what I'm saying though? I do want to, I do want to just play devil's advocate a little bit with it, right? Because I totally hear and understand everything you're saying. But I think this is a little bit more of us maturing and growing up and paying attention to what's going on in the world now. And obviously, there's a global pandemic still going on, which has been huge, big in the news for the past couple of years. The awful war in Ukraine, 
um, what Putin's doing, and it, it's absolutely horrible. Um, you know, get goosebumps just thinking about it. I feel so bad for those people and the Russian civilians who don't want that going on and stuff too. But I think it is something that like these things have not the pandemic and stuff too, but there have been wars going on all the time and stuff too. And you know, sure. you think back to like when we were young, nine yep. eleven happened. There's different things, and you know, we had the recession and stuff too. But I think as you get older and you start to pay attention a little bit more, and you're able to kind of um, view it differently and think about it a little bit more as opposed to when we were kids it was kind of like oh that sucks but like what's going on with the sports and stuff now it's kind of like as you get a little bit older and a little bit more compassionate i guess you could say or like you know just kind of thinking about the world and stuff too or other putting yourself in other people's shoes it kind of makes me think about it differently and you're right in a sense where it's like oh there's sports on and stuff too like uh you know like honestly more of the time i'm searching up like what's going on in ukraine and a lot of this stuff as opposed to like you know what's going on in the sports and i know like i'm a diehard baseball guy and then like football comes after and then I'd probably put basketball after that so like right now is kind of the lull for me in the sense of the sports world especially well it should be spring training and I should be gassed up but yeah obviously we'll get into that too but I don't know it's one of those things but I totally hear you and stuff too it is kind of crazy to think about just how, yeah that's how a many good, things and how many that's a really go good that's world. a really good point you know obviously mm-hmm. nobody can stop getting older but I think it's more I was talking with, literally with this the other day where you know, if a war happened, but like nine eleven, and when that happened, bro, there was no there was no onset of like everybody being able to ha- have an opinion or view, or you be able to see millions of people talking about it. Like that's the shit that's just but, wild well, you did, to but me. You didn't because it's the influx of the social media. Like era, this thing going and, like, on with Ukraine, bro. There's so many different yeah. things you can like watch and like get info on it. Yeah, my I point. Use, like, I use Twitter, rather than just it seems to just be get... like one one outlet of like mm-hmm. info, and then it's just, I don't know. It's just like. That's where it's just like I've been telling Rich about it with the sports. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it's impressive to what LeBron James even he dropped a fifty six the other night or whatever I the fuck know, he's doing. Yeah, but that was crazy. Like him doing this through this era of everyone able to kind of see this man inside his house, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just like a different, just a different time mm-hmm. of like what people are showing and producing and content creating and all that, and just like yeah. being able to talk about anything really. Well, that's and... a nice thing, too, because you think about it, right? Like, even when we were younger, growing up and stuff, too, before the social media age, it's like, it was kind of hard to get some details about people and stuff. Yeah, you'd have sports center specials on guys. You'd have, you know, specials on the news about someone maybe from your area or, you know, player did something great. Maybe there's a Sports Illustrated article and stuff, too. But ever since social media has come around, you know, starting with MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are two massive outlets where guys can show their day-to-day life they can show themselves training they can show themselves going out to eat they can show themselves having a good time you know um so it's kind of crazy you get a little bit more of a view into inside their life like you were saying as opposed to just getting it from the media outlets or like sports center or sports illustrated and stuff too so i think it's cool and it allows people to really speak their own voice more than just you know kind of a filtered interview they do with someone maybe the uh you know the company doesn't like a certain answer they gave they cut it out and stuff too so it is nice it has its uh you know positive and positives and negatives because there are people who should probably put their phone down and think before they tweet and stuff too but you know it is what it is yeah i think i think uh if you're doing if you're doing what we're doing here and you're talking sports or you're talking anything non what's going on that's wild like you just gotta like stick with it and know that it's you know it's yeah. like you can't really do it that's the problem i was like what are we really gonna do about it you know and it just gets all messed up with even the COVID when it happened, you know? And then you yeah. try and do your part, and then now, look, it's kind of where we're at. It's like, all right, like, you still got people not doing their part. And I guess this is a, a good transition. Before we get into the MLB, before uh, 
Rich gets here. I got to ask you this, dude, because I'm seeing all these reports. Mainly, I haven't been coming in here and blasting as much solo and having any NFL offseason thoughts I need to get out there. But the one that I have gone out there, even with Rich being around or you coming around a couple weeks ago, is with just Aaron Rodgers again. Of course, Aaron Rodgers again. Yeah, right. Off-season drama. It's either Cowboys or Aaron Rodgers. Fucking detox, 12-day, all this bullshit, fucking I'm going, coming back, you know, leverage, all this bullshit that involved with contracts and staying with teams and leaving teams. And the main target for not only uh, Aaron Rodgers potentially as he's weighing and we're waiting his decision mm-hmm. and the rest of the league is kind of in a cuckold waiting for his decision in terms of quarterback movement and what's going to happen, anything in the offseason, NFL draft. So hopefully he makes his decision soon after saying he would and there wouldn't be much time involved in between it. Uh, that's just his words, not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, the Broncos are making Aaron Rodgers their number one priority is what I saw from a report should, today. Yeah. Um, you know, you, Obviously you guys need a quarterback. And mm-hmm. I don't think I even asked you this or talked to you about this, so I'm glad I'm finally getting around to this with you, mm-hmm. which is you bring in, I think it's Aaron Rodgers' quarterback coach, Nathaniel Hackett is his name, to be your new head coach. Yeah. And obviously we had issues, you and I, with Vic Vangio, and yeah, yeah. we didn't really even get into that hire. We didn't really get into yeah, how that well, factored I, I because I just remember like you weren't. Too, but that so, yeah, one thing that, I remember yeah. talking about with Rich here on the pod was, you know, what happens if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come to the Broncos? Like, what yep. type of hire is that? Yep. And, like, all right, maybe he's a good coach, but are we slipping into the the Joe Judge, you know, mm. Nick Sirianni, who's proven he can get to the playoffs, unknown type of coach. Yeah. Brandon Staley's but, but of the world. You have seen a way of uh, – you just named a guy I was thinking of, Brandon Staley. Yeah, yep. maybe the season didn't end the way he wanted. You have Zach Taylor, who's, you know, a couple years in, brought them to the Super Bowl and stuff too. Uh, I think, obviously um, – they hired him for two reasons, I think. One, he is a genius offensive mind, and some of the stuff I've seen, he's a very passionate guy about football numbers and stuff too, which is obviously good. You want to have a guy who's got a lot of passion, a lot of drive, a lot of energy. That's really good for the, you know, the clubhouse or you know, the locker room stuff like that. Um, but also, I do think it was certainly, you know, in the back of their mind that Aaron Rodgers is an, you know, that's who they want to get uh, as their quarterback, and to bring a guy in like Nathaniel Hackett, who both sides. Um, you know, speak nothing but great words about the two of them. I know Aaron Rodgers had said at the end of the year, hopefully he's staying here, or if he goes, or the only, or it was basically I'm um, summarizing it, but he was saying, hopefully he doesn't leave us unless I'm leaving too. So, you know, it does kind of leave the door open there. But obviously you never know what can happen with that. Uh, It takes two sides to make a deal. Um, Aaron Rodgers is still under contract with the Packers. So, you know, we'll have to see a deal has to be done. It's not like he's a free agent. And then as soon as it opens, he can just sign with them. So it's, Interesting to see how it goes. Obviously, they're putting all their chips in one basket with him. I think it's interesting, though. I am trying to, you know, not count my chickens before they hatch here. With um, is it, is it really a better move for Aaron Rodgers to leave Green Bay to go to Denver? And I know I'm a Denver fan. I want him there. I think it would be awesome. But when you look at those two rosters, right? Uh, Green Bay has been on on the cusp, you know, the past few years, real close. Are you really? getting that much of a better team with Denver. Yeah, they have a very good defense. They have some good young pieces. They have some electric weapons on the offense, but you had all of that in Green Bay too, and you've come up a little bit short. So it's just, I think it's a little bit interesting. I don't think, uh, I'm trying to be like, you know, not too biased here and stuff too, but I don't, it would be great to get Aaron Rodgers, and I think it makes him a competitive team in the AFC East, but like, you know, you need to go out and prove it, and you need to see these young guys step up and stuff too, and you know, he needs to go there and be playing like the two-time MVP, back-to-back MVP that he's been, 
for them to be good. So I, I think it's interesting. I would love to see him in orange and blue. Um, but, you know, we'll see. They need more moves besides that. They need to bring back Von Miller. That's not happening. He's I know. He's going got back mutual to the, interest I was, I was with the Rams. Add, yeah. I did see, though, it was interesting. Um, so you guys think, got, well, do you think that the Broncos, the Broncos are going to get, open, by the way, do you think he's the Broncos going to are going to get uh, Aaron Rodgers? Yes or no? This is so tough because, like, I am so split 50-50 on this. I really don't know. Um, I'm, See, here's the thing with Aaron Rodgers with me before I even let so, you answer. The problem is, is like, he's just, Aaron Rodgers, he's always been a I don't even think it guarantees guy. the Denver Broncos to win the division. No, when you're no, dropping no, into the division, yeah, you're with, playing Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and even Derek Carr if he sticks I, around with the Raiders twice the, a year. I gotta like, be honest, I mean. Aaron Rodgers is going to struggle, I think, in that division. He's going to struggle in that entire division, the AFC. It doesn't really make sense to want to leave the NFC, even with what he was doing in such a weak division I, already. And now, obviously, all these other great quarterbacks in the mm-hmm. NFC retiring for, yeah. quote-unquote, the season. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But for me, it's more Aaron Rodgers. He can go pretty much anywhere he wants. And it's still not going to matter if you don't do anything in the playoffs. We just saw it, bro. We just saw it. You said back-to-back MVPs, and it's the same shit I've been saying about Aaron Rodgers, bro. The last the last time he like won a playoff game was against my Giants. I don't even remember what, 2015? Like, yeah, he has a couple of random wins here and there, but, like, actually, like, win to, like, catapult for a run. The dude can't win in the playoffs. He, I think he's 7-9 and nine in his last 16 games in the playoffs. One in four in NFC Championships games. And y'all know what happened to him against the Niners with Jimmy G hurt and fucking... You know what I'm saying? Offense, offense didn't show up, but also, like, the deciding thing in that game, they were in control. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you got to so play better in that you, game. I but i got to just, you know, throw you that you got to play better in that game. No, 100%. You have to play better if you're a two... Back so, I guess my whole MVP, point is it doesn't guarantee no, even no, if you get Aaron Rodgers, Denver yeah. Broncos will be that's a type of team that's going to make some type of playoff run. They might make the playoffs. I don't mm-hmm. even think they're guaranteed to win the division. No, no. Just and without Aaron Rodgers sets up, because you're just winning a division, in my opinion, that's so fucking weak automatically, almost by default, almost weaker than the NFC East in the NFC North, in my opinion. Yeah, and he's ran, him, ran it for a while. Um, I think the thing is, it's still the Chiefs or the cream of the crop in the division. I know there's going to might be some turnover there. We'll see if Tyron Matthew comes back. That's a huge one for them on their defense and stuff, too. But the Chiefs still scare the hell out of me when you have Patrick Mahomes and those offensive weapons. We saw it. They started off so bad. I didn't give up on them, and they turned it around, and they... You know, unfortunately, he threw a pick in overtime. Well, actually, kind of fortunately, I wanted the Bengals to win. But um, you know what I'm saying, where they're still the cream of the crop. The Chargers are a very good team, but I'm sorry. Until I see the Chargers actually do it, I'm not worried of the Chargers. Justin Herbert is a fantastic player. I think he's going to have a fantastic career, put up incredible numbers and stuff too. But until I see that team actually do it, until I see them make smart coaching choices, whether it's been multiple coaches throughout the past few years, I'm not scared of them. Um, As far as... The Raiders go, Derek Carr and all those guys. It's a great group of team. I think they made the wrong choice, not sticking with... Um, uh, Pisacci. Pisacci, yep. Um, Josh McDaniel, he's a brilliant offensive mind. It was a long time ago, about 15 years ago, he coached the Denver Broncos, but uh, he split that locker room in half so fucking fast and had to trade their... Uh, yeah, I don't like that quarterback either. Um, Jay Cutler to the Bears, and they got rid of Brandon Marshall and stuff too, so I'm not really confident in that if... Aaron Rodgers goes there. I do think it's um, – I still have the Chiefs as the cream of the crop, but I like Denver with there because we've seen it. That team has played very competitive defense over the past few years. They've got the weapons on offense. It's an absolute shame that you have a guy like Jerry Judy who's been just so underutilized and kind of screwed the past two years. So if you get a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers with him in that route running, 
be very exciting to see. Yeah, I, th- um, I think it only makes sense for Aaron Rodgers to return to the Packers or, or to retire. Or de- yeah? <laughs> yeah, and I was saying it the other day. I think, like, but I think there's the big thing, though, because we've seen it, right? Tom Brady left. It's Tom Brady. Yeah, he went to Tampa Bay. Obviously, they had all those pieces. I'm not going into that, but he won a Super Bowl, right? Last year. Rams trade for Matt Stafford. They win a Super Bowl. A few yeah. year, you know, a few years. Yeah, back and that's the point. Years, is if Rodgers goes somewhere else and doesn't Peyton get it Manning. done and, and yeah. even make a Super Bowl, never mind win it, it's, it's going to hurt his legacy. Yep. The fact also, that he has this path to be able to win the division, make the playoffs, probably a number one seed, and then make a playoff run, which he's been falling short of for the past five years. Can I be honest though, as a Denver Broncos fan though, I'm I'm thinking about this, and you're absolutely right and stuff for his legacy, and you know he needs another Super Bowl, all that. Watching the Broncos since that 2015 championship has been one of the most miserable things. Probably same with you and the Giants. And it's just so disappointing that I'm at the point with these losing seasons and stuff too and just playing awful football, not winning games. You already know you're out of it when the other team scores like two touchdowns because the team can't put up numbers. It would just be exciting to get a quarterback in there and see a good offense again, especially when you have those weapons. It would be exciting to get back to the playoffs. Obviously, the end goal is to win a Super Bowl. It would be a great storybook with Aaron Rodgers coming to Denver, similar to Peyton Manning winning a Super Bowl, kind of putting him up a little bit higher on the pedestal and stuff too. But at the end of the day, like obviously you want to win that Super Bowl and stuff too. It would be nice to see the team just get some competent quarterback play and get out there, start winning some games they should win and, you know, make it exciting football in December instead of like, oh my God, lose this game so we get a better draft pick. Yeah, I do think it is very interesting though that I don't think many moves, if any, are going to happen until we hear from what is going on with Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, another interesting thing that I'm seeing with this, too, is that's kind of being left out of this, is Amari Cooper is getting released, most likely. Saw Cole Beasley, probably not going to be with the Buffalo Bills, and there's questions about Carson Wentz's future mm-hmm. with uh, the Colts. All those guys are unvaccinated, including Aaron Rodgers. And, you're, and I think you're seeing it. I think you're seeing it right now with, with those players, things that I kind of talked about on here, not even – that you need to be vaccinated, but the the consequences of being unvaccinated, whether yeah. you're an athlete or a non-athlete, yeah. I think people are dealing well, that shit the hard Clint way. Newton, bro. You know, getting cut because he was unvaccinated and stuff. Too, and I do think with that though, the NFL did just come out and lift all their COVID restrictions. Yeah, they done that. Too, and they, they done that in the NBA, even though I think they have protocols and demo yeah. bookers in one. And, but and I, I think with that happening, I think there's going to be a little bit less of. If those guys get COVID again, there's obviously going to be a huge public shaming for any of those guys for being unvaccinated, and that's just unfortunately the way it's turned out with this. But um, I do think with the restrictions being lifted and stuff too, I mean, those guys are. NFL players. Aaron Rodgers is going to get a job. Uh, Amari Cooper sure. is going to get a job. Sure. I'm not saying they won't yeah. have a job, no, but I, I think know, it's I interesting. Do, I, I think it's interesting saying, when you're yeah. talking about COVID the way we've talked about COVID, and then you bring in your star quarterback being unvaccinated for, and out there for the type of things he's been saying about it. I don't know. Like, as much as Aaron Rodgers is a good player, like, I wouldn't want the Giants to bring in Aaron Rodgers, to be really? completely honest. Really? Yeah. And I Why? talked about this on here. And that's just kind of where of the I attitude? feel. Just kind of like where Aaron Rodgers is at. You think like, that's... And even if we did, it's a different situation for him coming into the Giants. But like, mm-hmm. even, like if you go to the Broncos and you don't win the division because the Chiefs have a better season or the Chargers have a good season, like to me that's that's not that's not good. Like that's well, not well, ideal, right? Like I'm not trying to bring in Aaron yeah. Rodgers to not make the playoffs. Of course, no. So but, like I don't but, think Aaron Rodgers can, trying to go somewhere where he doesn't and, think he's going to pl- make the playoffs. Yeah, but you can still make the playoffs without winning the division, as you know, and stuff too. Sure. Like I said, I do think the Chiefs are still the cream of the crop there. But um, 
It's also not just a, it's not a one-year thing with Aaron Rodgers. This is for the last chapter of his career. He wants to go somewhere and get his final deal and do it. So if that's, you could get four years out of Aaron Rodgers, four years of playoffs, four chances at a Super Bowl, you know, obviously, I'm kind of viewing it in a Peyton Manning lens where he was able to perform at such a good level. Obviously, that last year he was shot, but the defense took them to win the Super Bowl, which was pretty crazy. But I think it's one of those things where it's you have a couple year window, you open it up. Obviously, the, the windows in the NFL are short unless you're some of these dynasty teams. Like you look at like maybe they haven't won as much, but Mike Tomlin, you know, they never have a losing record with him. You have Bill Belichick and stuff, too. You're looking at what Andy Reid has done. So the windows are kind of short and I think if you have an opportunity to get a quarterback like that who's you know a top five quarterback of all time um, I think you got to jump on that opportunity especially with the quarterback play we've seen um, from guys like Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon, Case Keenum, Brett Ripien, uh, Joe Flacco, Bro. Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, um, Brandon Allen, I think I'm missing one or two but you, you get the point. Yeah. You get the point. That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean the way Rodgers has been acting and, and, and making it seem, I mean, it, it's hard. I don't know. It's weird. A lot of people saying he's doing it for some leverage on some money mm-hmm. in the contract to go back to Green Bay. I mean, it, to me, it doesn't make sense to want to go to another team. You bring up some other points to want to go somewhere else and join a team similar to Stafford, Brady, you know, making that run with another team mm-hmm. um, is – the Green Bay Packers, the Detroit Lions in the same division? Like, no. Like, the sucking years, like, were pretty shitty before uh, Tom Brady joined them. And, and who knows how they're going to be going forward, it, even in a weak division. So, yeah, to me, like, if Aaron Rodgers is trying to win, like, another Super Bowl, like, his best bet to do it, to it's me, is in Green, Green Bay. Bay. But I think, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to And he's just setting himself up for more guys like me to come in and be like, well, see? Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers falls short again. Oh, here is unvaxxed Aaron Rodgers doing some dumb shit. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, my, my Aaron Rodgers. The thing, too, I just got to get this out. I mean, he said what he said. You know, obviously a lot of people didn't like it and stuff, too. But it's not like this man got caught drunk driving, murdered someone like that. It's not like it was a domestic violence case and stuff, too. The man didn't want to be vaccinated. Yeah. He gave his reasons. A lot of people felt like he was lying to people. If you're going to Aaron Rodgers for your medical advice... You need to reevaluate the way you think. Um, that's fine. You know I'm, I'm all down and with like, all that. Just I, keep that same energy for Kyrie Irving. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm down with all that. And I think you're just seeing the repercussions, even with Kyrie Irving, even yeah. with guys like Aaron Rodgers. Like, oh, man, bro, really Kyrie sure. Irving, like, regardless he wants to stand on that hill or not, like, he's he's definitely affecting he's the Nets, yeah. and, and he's affecting see how people look now. at him. Because yeah. I'm still a big Kyrie fan, but he's only getting on the court once every three, four ga- days, if mm-hmm. if that, and it's it's just strange at this point. Yeah, I know I'm, the mayor's I'm, trying I'm, to back I'm, it and all, and that's the thing. You can't make exceptions for one player. No, exactly. And so it's on that said. player, and I guess that's kind of my whole point. Like if you're Aaron Rodgers, if you're Kyrie Irving, if you have guys, twenty seven year old, never mind, little kids looking up to you like that, like want to see you play and like want to see you perform. Like you can't do something that like everyone medical professional is saying to do. Like. That's just the type of shit, bro, where it's yeah, just been – that, that whole thing's been tough. I know. It's just that fine line now. And, no, I, I agree with that. And it is. It's on, it could be on your favorite athlete if he joins your team, and I think that's an interesting conversation in itself. I'm so, curious how the how the COVID protocols is affecting the MLB lockout. Hopefully Rich is here <laughs> soon. Um, so we'll get into some other stuff minus the MLB. But until then, 
Uh, the lockout continues, Smats. Lockout continues. The lockout what continues. What are we, day 97? Um, it's, you know, I was seeing a 14-team playoff proposal and pitch mm-hmm. clock proposal, and I'm like, oh, this is getting real bad. This is not looking good for my man Smats. Um, yeah, I guess my whole point, too, is with, like, all this other shit going on in sports, like, never mind the NBA being real good right now, minus you liking it or not. Um, golf oh, really cranking up. Still, majors. Yeah, Max Homa. Uh, you're going to have... All kinds of other things going on NFL offseason that we're kind of yeah. messing with. And March Madness, baby. March Madness cranking up here in a couple weeks, Selection Sunday. So it's like, all right, like, the MLB not being going on, this is kind of my point. Like, mm-hmm. no one's really even talking about the MLB being in a lockout. No, the only thing that kind of comes up is like, oh, they're having some talks and this and that. So I guess my question is, where are these talks at? And then I saw, this is just the one thing that I saw that I had to say. Because I'm pretty sure I told you it, but I didn't actually read the quote when I had the quote. But it was Jeff Passan, bro. He's, like, literally the biggest baseball guy I've ever. I call you Chewy Passan, right? Like, literally, he's the best best baseball analyst baseball has. And if your best baseball Tim analyst... Tim up there, too, baby. Coming out, and basically one of your best baseball analysts coming yeah. out yeah, yeah. on the record mm-hmm. and basically saying, quote-unquote, this, which I'm just going to have to read it to you because I just... It was, like, literally the best quote of all time. When it came to what's going on with, with baseball right now. Oh, you can um, replace the players? That one? Basically. Basically him saying, and I need to find this because it was just so great. You replace the players. Here it is. You get bad If you product. went and got the next 1,200 best players in the world, the product would suffer greatly. Yeah. If you handed MLB over to any 30 competent business people, the sport would not suffer. Actually, it might improve. And honestly... Yeah. Honestly, I thought that was the best quote ever because I'm here saying, well, you got all these other leagues last week. I'm like, all right, well, you're in a lockout. Let's just get into the replacement players and you can still have baseball, right? Should you be able to see baseball? But no, to me, it's like, that. no, you can't do that. You got to get rid of you got to get rid of the the guys that are actually screwing this up. But it's really not even the, the, the owners as much to me as it is Rob Manfred, bro. Mm-hmm. Like the thing that irked me the most, minus that quote actually probably being really true and Jeff Passon being the man is, when, when Rob Manfred was given his interview that I didn't even watch much of, like, the dude's up there, like, literally smiling. Yeah. Like, literally smiling. It was probably taken out of context. Someone probably sure. Said, but still, yeah. But either exactly. way, like... Exactly. It, you like, should be a little bit more smiling. sad. Yeah, you be should no be sad. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I it was wholeheartedly just... wholeheartedly agree. I'm just like... I'm like, this is just not good. Like, if I'm a baseball player watching that, that's why things are kind of, in my opinion, so messed up. No baseball player, no MLB player respects him. You see, that's ridiculous. Though. Him as Rob, that's Robbie, ridiculous though. Marcus Stroman calling him, uh, was it man fraud or man clown? Which I love. Uh, no, it's absolutely ridiculous, and it's it sucks to see because here's Rich. You know, they're they're screwing everyone. And you asked where the um where the lockout is at right now. I'll give you one word: deadlocked. Um, neither side is budging at all. The players want the CBT, the um, the luxury tax, de facto luxury tax, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, salary 338 million. Or no, something. 238 million. They want it to go up to 260, which would be on pace with inflation. The owners are trying to keep it at 220 and then raise it to 232 over five years, which literally doesn't even adjust for inflation. So uh, it's just horrible to see, and it it's it just sucks for the fans of the game. I mean. I am wholeheartedly with the players on this one. If I have to miss a season, it's going to suck. But um, they're doing it for the right reasons. These owners are so greedy. You've seen the numbers come out from the Atlanta Braves. After they paid everyone and all of that, the owner had an extra hundred and was it eighteen million or something crazy in his pocket. Um, there's just there's enough money to go around to pay these younger guys. And uh, uh, the thing that kills me is everyone always talks about it. it's all billionaires versus millionaires. No, they're fighting for the guys who get called up for like five days at a time. 
and you know don't really get a lot of opportunities the amount of guys who are actually millionaires in the MLB is a lot smaller than what people think compared to the guys who suit up and go out and play so um, again I'm all for the players I think it's going to be really ugly um, I think at best maybe we get 110 games once we get through this uh, April coming That's up wild. and then all of a sudden the um, the owners start seeing no revenue June. coming in maybe it makes them change their opinion a little bit but to be honest like you know me, I'm the most optimistic guy about baseball in the world. I'm at the point where it's like maybe like a third of a chance I wouldn't be surprised the um, if there's no season, the players are so deadlocked in their opinion. And as much as it sucks, it's for the benefit of the game in the long term. That's actually so, crazy to me. Yeah. Is it the benefit of the game in the long term, though, if 100%. you don't have a season? That is, I mean, that's going to be detrimental, but they can rebound. They can, can you Can you end up like... Then losing Manfred over that, like you don't have a season, like what's good? You just you can get rid of the commissioner or what? Like what the is the deal? The what is the deal with the commissioner? How the commissioner is he able is to get paid by get... all of the owners? So the owners are allowed to vote on the commissioner. He is the voice for the owners. That's why. And also, you look at like the MLBPA that they have Tony Clark as the uh, head guy for them. Those are the two main guys who are button heads. But um, yeah, Manfred is paid by the. Owners. I've been seeing he's a lot of reports like want. really when he's getting paid eleven million dollars a year. Uh, you know, he will go up there and say the things that the owners want him to say, and he doesn't care about his reputation in that. We've seen that with the way he has handled uh, a multitude of things in the past. That's actually six fucking years. wild so, to me. Yeah, it is wild. Um, but it, <laughs> it sucks. Unbelievable. It sucks. Yeah, but I said June here. I think because I was hearing a lot of people saying like the June. problem is too because the owners, if eight of the thirty uh, owners vote on um, like no on a certain thing. It pat, it'll um, be shut down. So it just kind of sucks. You have a bunch of guys, Dick Monfort, you have the owner of the Guardians, you have Chris Illich of the Tigers, you just, Jerry Reinsdorf, that piece of shit. Um, <laughs> there's just uh, a lot of shitty owners who, you know, are in it to make money, which I understand, but no, nah, it's a civic duty to own a professional team like that, and you got to give back, like Steve Cohen said. Feel bad for Steve Cohen, guys like Magic Johnson. Hal Steinbrenner, the guys who want the luxury tax to go up a little bit so they can continue to spend and put a good product on the field because you look at the numbers, Steve Cohen brought in an extra $70 million in revenue for the Mets his first year as owner. You see what happens with competent owners, like Jeff Passan said, getting the Wilpons out, Steve Cohen in. So um, we'll see where it goes from here, but it's it's no bueno. Chewie's making it sound really no bueno on the MLB. Rich, what's good, dude? I hope you're asking me what's good with me and not the MLB because I don't have anything better than whatever Chewy just gave you. But um, yeah, um, with you, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not yeah, about the MLB. Just my only piece on the conversation you had is from any sport I'm familiar with, no commissioner is being let go unless they decide their time is done or they somehow decide to fuck over the owners, which they would never do because then their time would be done. So you either retire or have some wild scandal happen. There's no like. Uh, we don't think he did a good job. Like they're going to keep the commissioner. Um, I think the only thing with him, if in his like six, seven year career as or however many years it's been, when you have the Astros scandal, fans have been punished more yeah. than the Astros players. Um, but do the owners just, care? Like there's they still got money in their pocket. What would they vote him out? If there's no season after this, and they had two out of the three past years okay. shortened to a sixty game season <clears throat> and potentially zero, then yeah, I think they might Fair. have to uh, consider getting. A face in there that can maybe uh, change the way talks are done. Fair enough. Extraneous circumstances. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thanks. You know, it, it's all. It, it we'll see. You know, how it falls. Honestly, no idea at this point. Where are we at, boys? How are we living? 
I'm alive. I just got back from the gym. Yes, sir. What are you guys chatting about besides baseball? Or have you been hitting baseball the whole time? Uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers potentially to the Broncos. Which you is would there mean? Anything, is there anything new there, or you're just talking about it? Uh, yeah, Broncos are making him the main target, and we're still waiting to hear Aaron Rodgers' decision. That. We've known that. We've known that. We've known that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're still waiting to hear Aaron Rodgers' decision, which I think has the league just kind of on a uh-huh. waiting. Still, yeah, yeah, like, well, we'll just wait and just see what's happening with Aaron Rodgers before any well, moves. Well, he did say, you guys probably already touched on this, but he did say, like, right after the season ended, like, I'm not going to keep him waiting. That'd be disrespectful, like, sooner rather than later. Yeah, and, and the season ended for him January 22nd. Yeah. It's March 7th. Let's figure well, it out. But, well, but free agency hasn't even opened yet, right? He's well, he's like off his 12-day fucking detox. He's not a free He's not a fucking free agent, Rich. No, we already I went know, over this. I no, but... know. He said in that <laughs> statement that he wants to decide before free agency to be respectful to the Packers and everyone. I know he's not a free agent. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, that's coming up, too. So maybe you'll get your trip-breaking news. I'll take Aaron another Rogers year to the Drew Broncos. Lock if we get baseball back. That's fucking ridiculous. You're not allowed back here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Well, Rich, where do I even start with you? I got a good, I got a good I got a good one for you, Rich. Let me. Uh, we we can't start with anything Lakers related unless we are, are giving Brown props for putting up fifty. Then then fine, but nothing I else won't. Lakers related. <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> Even though the Lakers are the first thing that comes up on every single I know. Like, conversation, Brown's dropping fifty six. He though. shot thirty one times and hit most ever for, score with the Lakers. Third points. most ever. Kind of incredible. Yeah. And when you go look at that list of people uh, that have scored uh, over 50, I think it was, at the age of 37 or older, it's Kobe, MJ, LeBron, and then Jamal Crawford. Shout him out. Should be in the league, dog. Jamal Crawford should be in the league, dog. He'd be getting you 10-15 a game for 10 minutes. You're not telling me the Nets couldn't use Jamal Crawford the other night against that's the Celtics? Here's my first thing for you, Rich. I saw Jokic's game last night. What do you have, 46, 12, 11, 4, and 3? Had 30 points in the fourth quarter in overtime to beat the Pelicans. Which, by the way, by the way, the Pelicans are playing really well. And Zion might be back. So we owe a little bit of smoke here for me for that. Anyways, it'll be interesting to see how Zion does. If he can make it back. Look forward to seeing that if he can. Anyways, there's only like 17, 18 games left in the season, Rich. You get all this. You get all this Jokic for MVP. I've been thinking about this uh, since the last, uh, I guess it was Friday. Last time I saw you in a way, last Monday. But since Thursday, Friday, I was watching these games. If we're talking about Jokic for MVP, who had an incredible game last night, so it's kind of tough to even say this. He's probably up there, obviously, in the conversations. I think Jason Tatum's got to be in the conversation. I think Jason Tatum's got to be in the conversation. I'm dead serious, bro. All right, let's I'm dead serious. totally different than bringing up a new MVP candidate every week because they just had a good performance last night. I'm dead serious, though. Jason Tatum? Yo, Jason Tatum is more of an MVP candidate than Nikola Jokic. Come on. He just left. <laughs> um, Jason Tatum. Dude, the Celtics were 18-21, 11th in the East. What are they, like 5th in the East right now? I think a lot of people are talking about the Celtics as a team that can make a run in the East. I don't think that's mm-hmm. crazy to say Jason Tatum in the so, MVP conversation. The I don't think that's crazy. I don't think that's crazy. But all these people, like Rich, will say, oh, look, Nikola Jokic, bro, he's clear runaway favorite MVP. I just, I just don't vibe with that, considering the Nuggets are lower in the standings than the Celtics. And the Celtics were way lower than the Nuggets. 
in the Eastern Conference that I think, by the way, is way, way more intriguing to watch come playoff time than it will be the Western Conference, which I think you're going to have the Grizzlies making <laughs> making a big scene. What? Uh, is Rich here? Is no, he, he dipped. Okay, well, he's going to need to see. Uh, we're going to need to bring this up, too, because 10 <laughs> minutes ago, a tweet from Von Miller. I kind of want that old thing back, dot, 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 5280, 5,280 feet. Oh, he one came mile back. Above. He so came back. He, I think he's coming back. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. I just gave my entire take. I'm not going over it Rich, again. I guess you you're going to have to watch the Twitch. Which... Done or dumb? I don't, Sag, I don't need to hear the take. It's just incredibly wrong. Okay. Um, like, come on. What? What? How? 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 Can we go off someone having an incredible few games? Jalen Brown was back last night. An incredible few games without Jalen Brown. 50-piece last night. Took a shit on the Nets. One of the worst defenses. Highest pace playing teams in the entire league. And ignore what fucking five other people have literally been doing for the entire season. Because of that. And also, like... I think we're being a rich, tiny rich, still prisoner of the moment. Rich, with even okay, now you're pissing me off. I'm basically telling you, the Celtics were 18-21, and 21, literally before January 1st, 11th in the East, absolutely terrible, right? Now I think they're 5th in the East. A lot of people are talking to them, contenders to come out of the Eastern Conference that I'm saying is oh, way more jammed it. up I in the Western it. Conference. In my it's opinion, crazy. that's way more impressive than what Jokic is doing even in the West. That's a little bit weaker this this year. Golden State's stumbling a bit. Like, to me, what Jason Tatum is doing throughout the entirety of the season, because you always say that, even though the Celtics struggled early on in the year, this turnaround since January 1st, Celtics, literally the best team in the league, that deserves a lot of crap to Jason Tatum, who's dropping 54, uh, tying Larry Bird for records at 24 years of age, and dropping fucking mad 40-point games for the Celtics, all these incredible records at this young age that just aren't flying under the radar. You know I'm a Celtics hater, so you should owe me a little credit here for coming in and saying, I think Jason Tatum deserves some love for MVP. That's all okay. I'm trying to say. Okay, you want All right, let's... Here is, here is going to be my... I don't have him ahead of Ja. I don't have him ahead of DeRozan. I, you yes, can I keep him above Jokic. I think Jokic, I think Jokic arguably probably is above Tatum. But I think if we're talking about Jokic for MVP, Tatum deserves to be in the conversation with Jokic, looking at both their resumes and their team's success this year. I don't think that's crazy to say. It is. When I left this, you said, I have Tatum absolutely above Jokic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a little bit of the confusion here. Let's go through this. (laughs) One. I said you're being a little bit prisoner of the moment, and then you said you're not being prisoner of the moment, and your main reason was how good his second half of the season was. When you're voting for the MVP, the first half of the season is equal to the second half of the season. You don't get to prop a guy up because they were out of the playoffs the first half of the season when he was also playing and the whole team was also playing, and now they figured it out and started playing well. I like the Celtics. Celtics are incredible. I think they're a threat to legitimately go to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're the best defense in the league the second half of the year. That's a huge part of their success as well. Jason Tatum, there's some nights he's not even coming out and being a lead scorer. You want to do the real reason that Nikola Jokic and Jason Tatum are literally not even in the same question for MVP? Some bullshit PR that I don't even give a fuck about. Nope, nope. Uh, Sure, that is, okay, you don't care about the metric that puts a player's success all into one number. Fine, we don't have to do that metric that measures a player's overall success all into one number. (laughs) We can do other metrics. Um, Let's do this. Jason Tatum, second best player on this team this year. 
Jalen Brown, I would say, is better than that. I don't think that's an end-all, be-all case. I'm just going to throw that out there. He has a player that is more in his hemisphere than Jokic does right now playing with him. If you go to Jokic's true shooting percentage, how efficiently he puts the ball on the hoop from three-point percentage, free-throw line, and the field goal, he's at a league. Actually, sorry, not. Oh, no, I'm on Tatum, so I got confused. Tatum's 560, respectable. Jokic is league high right now, uh, 65.5%. If you go to assist percentage, Jokic 43.5, Tatum 20%. So at putting the ball in the hoop and assisting his teammates, he is twice as efficient at both of those things as Jason Tatum. Like, Chu's got I, something to say. Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Give me a rebuttal to that. He is twice as efficient at both things on offense of Jason Tatum. And the main reason you would point to Jason Tatum being there is because of his offensive skills. Because the reason the Celtics rebounded is because they're the best defense in the league. And that's not because of Jason Tatum's individual defense. So, like, the only reason the Nuggets are standing right now, they're the worst team in the league when Jokic leaves the court. Worst plus minus in the entire league when he leaves the court. The only reason Nuggets are alive right now and what keeps them in every game winning every game is Jokic. Tatum is incredible, and this is part of the reason I don't like the MVP conversations because it makes you shit on one guy who's doing incredible in order to prop up the other guy. But he's like not – it's not the same conversation as what Jokic is doing right now. If Jokic leaves the floor, the Nuggets can't survive a fucking five-minute stretch. If Tatum is out for the game, the Celtics are viable to win a game because they have the best defense in the league that doesn't take a big hit when he's gone. They lose their best scorer. They lose a guy who's top 10 in MVP conversation right now probably. But like not the same as Embiid and Jokic who have been at the top of this thing doing this the entire year. Back at the start of the year when Tatum was – putting up mediocre, inefficient 20-point games for some reason and also not playing great defense, and that's when they were like the 12 seed. He's rebounded incredibly. If we want to call him the most improved star of the second half, I am right there with you. I am not calling him the MVP. <laughs> um, I don't know. When, when I was listening to this, I, I view it more as I think it's fair to group him into conversation for the MVP. I think, Rich, you just listed off. It's hard to combat anything with all the numbers you just presented and stuff, too. But as much as we don't want to be prisoner of the moment, we are sometimes, and voting does factor into that. You know, you think about before COVID shut down, what LeBron was doing the last couple weeks leading up to it, beating the teams he had to beat and stuff, too. All of a sudden, he kind of leapfrogged a little bit into the MVP discussion. There is a little bit of a prisoner of the moment thing, and he has been playing great. And obviously, when you drop 50-point games, that's nice and sexy. But on the same day he does that, same night, you have Jokic dropping a 46-point triple-double. I mean, both of these guys are incredible. you got Joel Embiid, absolutely incredible. I think you made a very good point. It's tough to talk about the MVP discussion unless, I mean, statistically, you are probably right. You have a runaway guy statistically, and you look at the metrics and the analytics and stuff in Jokic. But it's kind of tough because you do end up bagging on another guy and stuff too. But I think Jason Tatum certainly deserves some consideration for MVP to be in the votes and the discussion. Um, but, you know, we'll see where it ends up. I mean, we, there's still a little bit of season left. I think, what are there, 20 games, 18 games left? So we'll see what the happens. The only thing, only other thing I'll say is I wasn't saying, to be clear, that he shouldn't be in the conversation. It is asinine to come into this and say, I have Tatum above Jokic because of, like, a few high-scoring games and, like, <laughs> just forgetting what happened the rest of the season. That is absurd. He is absolutely in the conversation. I would never say, like, oh, you're dead wrong. A guy who's playing well isn't in the conversation. He's in the conversation. But, like, I can guarantee you right now, maybe what, and we'll see the MVP votes. We see at the end. I will say no MVP voter outside of maybe a Boston one, and we could see which vote for which, 
have Tatum above Jokic in their MVP voting. Like, that would mm-hmm. be literally insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that, absolutely. I, j- I think part of it, too, is a little bit of the... Uh, I've talked about this with Jokic, too. It's just, I don't know, maybe if Tatum keeps doing what he's been doing recently, I don't know, something about a wing winning it as opposed to a big guy, but, I mean, all the numbers you present, it's kind of hard to say no with that, to be honest. I would I would give it to DeMar DeRozan mm-hmm. and Embiid and Giannis and Ja. Did I see Giannis now has Jokic. the highest PER for a single season ever? Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. I mean, that's not being discussed too. Um, I Giannis, do have a. Giannis is the one that's getting ripped off the most. To me, it's Embiid, Jokic, Giannis. Yep. Drop off, Ja DeRozan, enormous drop off. Everyone else. That's fair. Yeah, that's probably. I, I got a smash right. bomb because Rich, you cut <laughs> out um, before that. But first off, two smash bombs. Oh, he quit out. Oh, he quit out. Uh, uh, no, I, was, yeah. I, I debated that for a moment and was like, I just need to, I'm going to leave, regroup, take a few bites <laughs> of my food, and come join in 90 seconds. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, first off, Borens says, what's up, boys? He was texting me about gaming, but... Uh, what's up, Borens? I'll, I'll let him know you guys said what's up. And second off, I said this to Seg, I'm not sure if you heard it or not, but huge smats bomb retweeted by Adam Schefter from Von Miller's Twitter account. I kind of want that old thing back, dot, 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 5280. 5,280 feet, that's a mile above sea level. I'm pretty sure in Vesco <laughs> Field at mile high is a mile above sea level. And that would kind of make it sense with, like, I want the old thing back. So very interesting. Gets me real gassed up. Has me thinking as pissed as I was when that happened. I said I would be gassed up if he came back. If George Payton really traded him to go win a Super Bowl, get two picks. Second, he won a rounders. Super Bowl, though. Von won yeah. a Super Bowl. And he was we a major factor yeah, for that run. He won their, you know, Aaron Donald was incredible, but Von Miller won defensive uh, postseason player of the year for the Rams. And then um, the last thing I just got to say, if George Payton was able to get two picks out of that and then use some of those to go get Aaron Rodgers and bring Von back, holy shit, get this man in the ring of fame before he even starts his second season. You know the most... That's exactly what the Yankees did with, like, Chapman or someone, sent him somewhere, yep. he won a World Series, then went right back to the Yankees. Yep. The most wild shit to me, we haven't even Lee. talked about the Super Bowl really either. Uh... OBJ mm-hmm. and Von Miller hook up for a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, that's pretty sick. That's so. pretty unbelievable, actually. Stafford too. I mean, he was there before, but unreal. Yeah, unreal. I just, I mean, I'm, I know it's funny because Seggy and I were talking about Von a little <laughs> bit earlier, and then just to see that tweet come out like 20 minutes ago, it got me yeah. obviously pretty fired up. So that's sick. Yeah. Big Von, let's go, Von. I got another thought here, boys. I saw some news that I'm kind of sad about. I saw Ben Simmons won't be playing in the game scheduled that, for March that 10th. Was, that, was never that was a guarantee. And that was never happening. Let me just say something here. Because, you know, Kevin Durant, I think he had 37 last night. Kyrie Irving, he only allowed to play on the road. You know how I kind of feel about that at this point. I'm not going to get into that. But I think the Nets win that game yesterday. Ben Simmons is on the floor for any part of the game. And... At this point, it's like, what is going on, bro? Because you, you traded for a dude in James Harden that didn't really want to be there and now got a guy who can't even get out of the court. We talked about him, you know, maybe figuring out and get on the court when, when not. All right, the moral of the story is I think you're going to have to play the Sixers at some point in your career. I also saw this in the report where it's like, oh, he's going to be joining the team on the road, traveling with the team. Okay, why aren't you playing? Like, if you're not going to play... Why are you on the road with the team? His, like his you, back's his messed back, up. yeah, his back's messed up. Okay, but that's another thing too. Is his that's back serious. messed up from sitting too much? Cause what the fuck has he done all year? No, seriously. 
Because that's what they're saying. He has a stiff back. Bro, that's the same shit that happened to Russell Westbrook before the trade deadline. Back tightness. Dude had played every game all year. Okay. Plays the next night. Played every game since. So all I'm trying to say is, this whole thing going on with Ben Simmons is getting a little bit more fishy to me. And I'm slightly concerned here for the Nets' sake, Kevin Durant's sake, who who can't even beat the Mosley Celtics, you're telling me Jason Tatum's not even close to MVP. Oh, my God. That's not what I, I love hot takes. Hot takes. Yeah, this you is are beautiful. literally unreal. It's fine. Um, I got job ran um, for MVP. It's fine. Yeah, I just want to dive into it real quick. Um, I think the thing with it, I mean, Rich mentioned the back tightness, and I know you do have the question marks. It's he's definitely Jesus been training Christ. and playing and stuff too. He could have tweaked it there. Who knows? But also, like, this is what the media wants. They want to see the return to Philly with how everything went and stuff like that. Maybe what the media and what the Philly fans and what the fans of basketball want to see is not what the Nets want. You know, they want him to come back. They don't want all this focus. They don't want... He was sitting out because of mental health problems. And as much as we like to... Some people like to bag on him and stuff, too. You don't know what's going on in his mind and stuff, too. To, to put him in that situation and stuff, obviously he's going to have to pay, play them later in his career and stuff, too. But it's more important to get him out there on the court so they can play together than getting him out there in Philly to get absolutely ragged on, potentially his first game he plays in. And then what if that screws him for the rest of the season? You know... They're not playing well right now. They do have championship aspirations. With him sliding into that lineup, he will help incredibly with his ball distribution. Uh, his defense is going to be great and stuff, too. But I think it's a long-term picture for them. He is signed for a little bit longer, too. It's been a very weird year with COVID and Kyrie only being able to play away games. So, like, maybe part of them is thinking, like, you know, we got to think about the long-term a little bit with this, too, and forget about all the drama and what the media Rich, makes of it. Rich, I hear what you're saying, but I guess my point with this is somebody that probably has a mental health problem in a way. Um... Like, you, if you're Ben Simmons and you're going through something, like, you should probably say something. Like, I haven't even heard anything from Ben Simmons. It's like, no, he just, he doesn't have, pu- he just got, all the public saying shit. okay, so then when he just comes back to playing games and you go surfaced into having to answer all these questions, like, I don't know, to me, you're better off if you're Ben Simmons basically coming out and saying what's good. Oh, I'm happy to be on, the, whatever it is. Like, you haven't heard anything from Ben Simmons. All this stuff is just coming from surfacing reports where we're waiting to see Ben Simmons get on the court. And to me, going back to Chewie's point, this is adding more pressure. This is adding more pressure onto Ben Simmons. Where it's like, like the trade happened a couple weeks ago. Dude's still not even close to getting on the court. Or like, what is the deal? When's he getting on the court? Is he getting on the court at all? And if not, that's going to affect the fucking Nets going forward. And regardless of how this season's playing out for the Lakers, and you don't want to talk about it, we had the Nets as this team that was representing the East both heavy favorites, NBA analysts, all people heading in the season besides Chew, apparently. So apparently we're just all fucking, we're but all yeah. just wrong. Yeah, they were up there by the, yeah. So, now people got Philly up there with James Harden, which I don't, by the way, which is know. fucking part bullshit. Of reason, part of the reason I think it's like a silly topic to, not for us to talk about, but anyone, it's like, it's impossible to talk about without trying to like analyze his mental illness mm-hmm. or lack thereof which is like you just can't do that like mm-hmm. you can say like he's bullshitting like he's being a bitch maybe you can say like he's actually like any reasonable person might be kind of pissed off and feeling some type of way if like everyone who they played with and coached them like kind of betrayed them maybe rightfully so like in the media but like it's a weird situation to go through i don't know i'm not taking a side of like or, i don't know none of us are in his head my guess would just be this he doesn't have back tightness 
and he was never fucking playing in this game. And a week and a half from now, he'll be on the court without back tightness, and it'll clear up. I, mm-hmm. I like a bunch of people said it, like, "Oh, circle the date, fucking March 6th, like, whatever or whatever it was. Like, that's the date. Like, we need this is or coming up in a few days, it's gonna happen." He was never fucking playing in that. Yeah, game. I swear I'm not down with Ben Simmons. That dude, that dude lost how, however many millions of dollars to not go suit up for that team. I promise you, one of his first games playing for a new team is not right back on the team like playing against that team like it's waiting mm-hmm. they want probably wanted to sweep it under the rug not that i know this but all this conversation is just guessing so my guess would be they wanted to take the conversation real or not from the mental illness to something else be like ah oh, whatever he's got back tightness this injury rehabbing it we're hoping he's good to go soon i would guess in about a week they're going to say like oh we're expecting his return to the court like within the next few games and hopefully he's on the court in two weeks i don't know mm-hmm. what the fuck the nets are going to look like because on paper it should work really well if you're looking at Ben Simmons and yeah. Kevin Durant and Kyrie yeah, I hope Irving, it, like, yeah. you know Kyrie it's looking like the Nets Durant. are going to come out of the play and hopefully they match up with the Sixers and that'll Kyrie be what I like to see Kevin Durant, I, I forget the exact record I saw it earlier but they have a losing record in games that just the two of them have played together Ben Simmons last time we saw him playing basketball it was good on defense but not really good anywhere else bro the like, Nets are 3 and 17 in their last 20 games yeah. they're well, sub 500 right now. and most of them without Kyrie but yeah yeah that's atrocious. My, um, my only thing with the Nets, why I view them a little different than the Lakers, is like, yeah, James Harden like throwing throwing it in half the games, Kevin Durant out half the games, Kyrie out half the games. Like Lakers have had injuries, but I think we can all look at the Nets and be like, like a game like yesterday, like that is a really good team right there. Where if Ben Simmons is on the court, like you said, they could probably beat a lot of the teams in the East potentially in a seven game series. I'm not saying they will, just like. If everything's clicking yeah, offensive, yeah. they could. Yeah, if Kyrie's on the court, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But Kyrie might not be on the court all Dude, games, and hilarious. that's going to be a factor. That's going to be a factor. We've talked about the end of the It's fucking wild to me. What? Last uh, thing you'll say is what, Rich? They could end up in a situation. I'm pulling up the standings now. I saw it the other day. They could easily end up in a situation where... They're playing the Sixers. Yeah, I know. That's what no, I want. No, 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 no. I forgot what it was, but it was like a double situation. Oh, 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 oh. right now, if... The yes, if the standings stay exactly as they are right now, the Raptors are the seven seed, the Nets are the nine seed. The Nets would have to play their first play-in game in Brooklyn against Atlanta. Kyrie couldn't play, and if they won that game and got to go to the next, and if the Raptors lost, mm-hmm. they would then have to play the Raptors in Toronto, and Kyrie wouldn't. I saw a play. report about James Harden saying one of the reasons he was so nervous about going forward with the Nets is because of a potential series. With the Raptors, in which Kyrie couldn't play any of the games. I mean, I maybe look. He quit on the team. Not going to go great. I would have been nervous too about going forward when your best player isn't there. But that doesn't excuse quitting on the team. So I don't know. Yeah, it, second it best crazy. player. Like, look, I like James Harden, but watching what James Harden's done the last few nights, and then you go back and like look at there was a Kings game like a week before yeah, he four left the on the Sixers I saw he sat out a game like yeah damn dude like we he literally had us fooled like mm, he might have just lost a bunch of steps no like, no he didn't have he didn't have me fooled no he didn't, he he didn't, didn't have me fooled at all I Rich he, he had you thing. fooled he had you fooled because you kept telling me yeah. he was going to turn it around and shit. And I'm sitting here, well, here's the same old James Harden. Doesn't want to fucking be here. Wait, how is that me fooled? Wouldn't that be my side being right then? No, turn well, because now he's turning around, but he had to go to a fucking new team to do so. Dude is such a bitch, bro, and he ain't going to do nothing come playoff time. That's all I'm trying to say. We'll just wait and see 17 games from now if he's playing that same type of energy that he's playing now. I think he will. Uh, 
Chewy thinks he will be. Yeah, it'll be good. I, I think. I have. All right. I have legitimately well, you you left never, here. You left here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? I have never in my life. This isn't a pro thing. This is like pro hard, and this is just like holy shit. Does has this guy just not been trying all of his ever stops? Like, if you watch these games. Bro, James Harden is setting off-ball screens, fucking rolling to the hoop. I have never in my life seen James Harden do this shit. He must be happier than he's ever been or trying harder than he's ever been. I literally watched James Harden on one of his first plays on the Sixers set a screen on the ball, Bro. roll, and then a screen set a screen off the ball. And I'm not saying this is like, wow, so impressive. I'm saying this is like, I in 12 years have never seen that man do that before. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Uh, he's doing some new level of trying or super happy. I don't know what's good. Maybe it only lasts a few games and then he's right back to normal. I don't know. Like, <laughs> no, that's been my knock on James Harden, bro. That's been my knock on James Harden. He wants to play like he's playing the last four games that he's been on the court with the Sixers, teams 4-0. and I'm down with that type of James Harden, bro. That ass. Playing both ends of the floor a little bit. Like you said, setting screens, playing some type of basketball, getting Embiid involved. Like, yeah, it's interesting. And this is all I'm trying to say on my take with Jason Tatum as well earlier. Minus the fact that he's probably not ahead of Jokic in the MVP. Okay. Even though cool he's up there in the conversation, I think. I sure. think he should be I'll in the conversation. Put him as close as sixth if you want to. Yeah, that's, fu- that's fair. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I think he's climbing up. That's it. Luca, I think, is probably right there at five as well, if you want. Well, Giannis I, up there. I would have Luca actually ahead of Tatum now that I say that. Yeah. But they're close. They're right next um, I do just want to touch on that real quick the, with the Harden thing. Um, I think motivation is a huge thing, and obviously happiness. You look at the Ben Simmons situation in this, and I think he definitely has some intrinsic motivation. And you know, coming from the media and stuff too, people have been bagging on him. You bag on him all the time, and I think it's very fair. Rich said it; he quit on the team. But also, when he first got to Brooklyn, he was absolutely dominant. They were playing great last year and stuff too. We've seen this a little bit out of James Harden. He's an incredible Hall of Fame caliber MVP player. But, uh, you know, I think there's a little bit of a honeymoon phase right now, too. They're 4-0 and in the five games he's been there. He sat out one. Um, he's playing great. Embiid's playing great. They have not hit any rough patches yet. So, obviously, it's Yeah, be when high. the going so gets the big, tough. Exactly. The big thing James is Harden usually gets going. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Zach. But you know what I'm saying in the sense that we have to see how it goes in this new situation. If Kyrie was vaccinated, that James Harden would still be on the Nets. Because I do. You think, you think he would still be on the Nets? Yeah, so yeah, like, I he said it. this whole thing, like, oh, like, the Sixers is where I wanted to be all along, something like that. Like, that's fucking horseshit. No, it wasn't. Like, there were conversations of him and KD talking, trying to figure out a way to get him on the Nets. Like, it's the type of dude James Harden is, dog. So, no, I know. but Burning said, bridges like, on I the way out, too. He, he, my whole point of saying that is not like, <laughs> oh, it's not actually his fault. But you could argue that, like, had Kyrie Irving not kind of, like, whatever you want to call it, took a stand or, like, kind of quit on his own team... I think James Harden's still there. I think he just kind of looked at the Kyrie thing and was like, yo, I'm not going down with this shit. Fuck this. And that is shitty of him in some ways. Mm-hmm. But I uh, just I Before I switch that. out of the NBA, I just got to ask you guys a quick question. Then I got a couple more thoughts and then, I don't know, some oh, funny shit. And then we're going to go. Topic too, um, touch yeah, you guys throw anything in you want. We got about a half hour before I got to go. Uh, Rich, I think, is it not a tougher run right now heading into we got whatever – 15 or so games left and then the playoffs uh starting up which i'm hyped about obviously and looking forward to coming in and seeing how those standings shake out at the end of the year plus we're going a game at the end of the year so that'll be dope um anyways is is it going to be tougher to get through the east than the west i'm i'm starting to lean that way i'm starting to think the east for the first time in a long time is something i've been telling you a little bit way deeper 
than the West right now. Like, I'm going to look at the West right now. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, if Chris Paul comes back, all right, obviously the Suns, if Devin Booker's there, are the viable. Everyone's thinking, you know, number one contender. And I got the Grizzlies right there. I got the Grizzlies right there, which, by the way, Grizzlies are passing the Warriors right now in the standings, Rich. Give me a little shout-out yeah. that, a little job for MVP. Yeah. I think the Grizzlies are the next best thing. So when I'm looking Suns-Grizzlies, I don't have much faith in the Warriors, and I'm looking around at the rest of the rest of the conference, and I'm telling you the only faith I have in any of it is the Mavs and the Clippers, and you're telling me, well, what the hell is that? Oh, and I'm saying, I'm like, yeah, all right, well. Kawhi's coming back. I don't think Kawhi's coming back. If he does, I hear you. They're scary as fuck if he comes back. I just don't think he is this year. So my point is, is the East not way more intriguing to watch and going to be way harder to get through? I mean, I go and I just look all the way up and down the East, and I go and now obviously look after coming off what we are talking about there with that James Harden trade to the Sixers and how Embiid's playing, and I saw Maxie the other night dropping 33, and you know how I feel about Maxie. They are, in, they are incredible. The Sixers are incredible. So a lot of people are like, are they the best team in the East? Well, you still got the Bucks. Y'all are still riding with the Bucks. I saw Giannis have a bad second half last night, and, and Middleton Chris Middleton drops, drops 44, and they win the game. So I'm looking at this, I'm like, damn, so the Bucks are still there. I love the Heat. I love the Heat. If you can get Victor Oladipo back and Jimmy Butler's there and Bam's there and you got P.J. Tucker and Kyle Lowry, I think the Heat are a team with Tyler Hero off the bench you don't want to see in the playoffs. And then you go look around, you still got the Celtics that I already brought up. And I'm not a fan of, but they can make some run. I've seen them do it. They were in two Eastern Conference uh, finals in a row, I think. Two and three years or whatever it was. Jason Tatum playing like this would not surprise me with everyone you guys saying about their defense, even though I wouldn't like to see it. And I'd beg to see Ben Simmons get on the court and see what the Nets would look like mm-hmm. with KD healthy and Kyrie there all the time, which doesn't look like it's going to happen, but I'm still crossing my fingers on that and what that would be like. Never mind how I feel about the Bulls, Rich, and there's a lot of other teams in here that nobody would have thought had some type of team that's playoff contender, and now all of a sudden you got these teams still vying at the bottom. Hawks, right? Hawks, after their run last year, they're going to be in a play-in. Knicks, not even looking like they're making it and all the teams above that vying for that spot, I think the East is way more intriguing. The only thing I like out of the West right now is the Pelicans and what's going on with their hot streak with Zion potentially coming back. But other than that, I'm looking at the East as way harder to get through and way more intriguing to watch come playoff time. Matchup-wise, all that. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Oh, absolutely. I think, I mean, you just gave the great reasons why. I think the East are going to have some of the best series this playoffs. I think they're going to have some of the best games going, and it's going to be a battle. I mean, all those teams you named, I'm still riding with the Bucks, but all of those teams are viable championship contenders. Um, it's going to be very intriguing. This does kind of piggyback into that point I wanted to bring up a little bit earlier. Um, uh, Draymond Green is coming back, and I think I saw about like seven to nine days or something. Yeah, I don't trust so that think, at all. I know, I understand the back is a little scary, but this is the way I think if he comes back and he is Draymond Green, I think that's a huge, huge impact for that team. The amount of games that in big games that him, Steph, Clay have played. What's going on with Clay though is sad. What's going on with Clay though is sad. Yeah, but I mean you gotta be honest, you kind of expected it a little bit. Rich called that on the money almost. I I was just gonna say, not one I want a victory lap on, but you scoffed at that take and I was like, I don't think that's that crazy. Yeah. Dude's been out of the league for two years and he had two of the worst leg injuries he can have, so it's very tough. That's not good. Also with that being said, uh, you got a shout out to another guy who's had two well, horrible it's wild, leg injuries. Well, Boogie the... Cousins. I wanted to give him a quick shout out. That was a great game the other night. You know. It, yeah, Jokic was that out in that so. game, and, and Boogie dropped thirty something. Rich, I don't know what's more impressive—that thirty or Cam 
Cam Johnson's 30 against your Knicks with that buzzer Bro. beater off the backboard. The Cam Johnson Cam 30 Johnson. was more impressive. Nine threes, so huh? Crazy. Damn, my guy. That was actually insane. That's Holy crazy. shit. That was tough. Um, Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, we could touch on that in a second. But going back to what you said just on the overall standings, I think you're right. It's The West is really underwhelming. Like, to me, if Chris Paul is healthy... I got the Suns running away with the West. I can be wrong. It's not that there's not formidable teams in the West, but I think a healthy Chris Paul is by far the, the Suns are by far the best team. But the problem with that is we see Chris Paul get into injuries all the time. So, like, if we're looking at the West standings, like, Chris Paul hurt Grizzlies injuries in, in the playoffs. <clears throat> Warriors, Clay has not gone fully integrated. They haven't played a game with Clay and Draymond on the court together in over two years. Draymond's been out with back issues for a while after having a great defensive player of the year start to the season. So, like, we'll see. Grizzlies, maybe the best, if the injuries there with Chris Paul, maybe the best team out of those ja. three, but not playoff tested, have not won a playoff series before with this core. That's fair. As we know, there are issues every single year. Yep. Mavericks, Dinwiddie's been playing great, but after Luka, it's an enormous drop-off. In Dinwiddie has been balling. Yes, their best three players are all guards. I think that'll be a little bit of a problem with them come the playoffs. Nuggets, who knows if Murray and them are healthy. So, like, we go down the West, and I can poke a hole in every single Is game. I think the Suns are the runaway team of Chris Paul's healthy, but <laughs> – I, I agree. I agree with your point. Like it's it, the East is crazy to look at right now. Like yeah, the, the top five seeds there. I think all of a chance to win the finals. Yeah, I, I'm siding more with the Bucks and the Sixers over anyone. But I think you could make the argument for all the top five there. And yeah. Look, there's never, there's potentially never been a seed as low as the Nets that was that could potentially just everyone was looking at and was like. Yep, they could win a championship. Not that I think they will. I I think they have less of a shot than all five of those other teams just because, like, we just went through the obstacles they have to go through. You maybe have to play your playing games without Kyrie. If you stay in the 9-10, you have to play two playing games to get in, and then you're still facing probably the Sixers or Bucks, maybe the Heat there. So, like, that's just a tough up and fucking believable this shit with Kyrie and the COVID in the league. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the East, the East is fun, man. Yeah, like, the so East is really the good. East, especially going back in the past, like, the East always has the NBA TV series. All the other ones are on real channels, and then we'll get, like, the fucking Pacers versus the Hawks or some garbage series. Like, this year that series is going to be in the West somewhere. It's going to be the Nuggets versus the Jazz or some shit like that where everyone's like, I don't want to watch that. Like, the East, we have great series. Like, yeah. Bulls, Celtics, uh, Bucks versus Cavs would even be a good one. Yeah, right you'll, be watching, you'll be watching You'll be watching the Nuggets-Jazz series, though, because you're a big Jokic guy. I, I will say What's that, good, Chuck? Jazz playoff games are usually the ones that I'm the least interested in, unless it's in the bubble and Donovan Mitchell's going nuts. I Also, though, I shouldn't have shit on Jazz Nuggets because one of the best series I've ever watched was that Jazz Nuggets bubble series where Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell each could not miss a shot the whole series. Oh, yeah, that, that was an amazing series. But I got to drop back in with another Smats bomb. Uh, another Von Miller follow-up on his Instagram story today. Here we go. Nope, check this out. This is pretty important here. It's a photo he posted of him in a Denver uniform, and the caption is, I wonder if they'll give me my old locker back. And then he posted a second one. What is 50, going on? And he said 58 or 40 in orange and blue. Is he going to stick with his 58 in Denver? Is he going with the college and the Rams 40? So, oh my. Uh, Have you considered if he's maybe just having a mental breakdown and maybe they don't even want him? Um... Have you considered just thinking before you speak sometimes? Sorry, Smats. No, you. I hope he goes back. That'd oh, my God. Sick. That would be sick. Let's go. Um, Bonky Beaver, Sean Miller. Have a couple other thoughts here, boys. Got to get this out before you guys got to go. Um, 
don't know if you guys saw any of this. You see Coach K, Coach's last uh, basketball game? 42 yep. years of coaching at one place. Try to put that into perspective with how old I am and how old I think I'll get to be. Um, just incredible, the run. I know they lost the game and just like, that was like just sad to see because I'm not a Duke fan and I was always a North Carolina fan when I was watching a lot more college hoops. And, oh, that was that was just heartbreaking to see for Dude came out on the floor afterwards to address everybody and apologize for the game. Just, I'm watching that and I'm just, and everyone's, he's just like, no, no. He was like, literally, he was like pissed off. I, dude, I was like, this is unbelievable. Never mind the fact of how good Kyle Troops has really been. And don't worry, I'm going to get the bracket challenge going once that selection Sunday goes. Hopefully you boys get in. I'm trying to get that bracket second annual one going. Bro, it's going to be a tough year, bro. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Flip a damn coin because I, I have no idea what's happening. It, to me, it's just going to shake out with the bracket. I haven't just been – I've only been really watching college hoops on Saturday, and I'll just say this before I let you guys in. College football is usually on Saturday, right? God damn, bro. College basketball on Saturday has been way better than any college football, and I watched more college football this year than I ever had in my life. College basketball is just so much better. Why? Way more upsets. Way more teams with a chance to actually make a run – to even get to chance to make a run. Conference championships. Uh, all the great intrigue that provides, obviously, with auto bids. In the auto bids, that yeah, a lot of the time, Coastal's been an auto bid. We ain't going to win a tournament game. But the fact that we're going to the tournament is cool. Like, I think that's cool. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm a fucking loser. You but, like, I going back if to you're going years, yeah. to the tournament, the biggest tournament in college basketball... Even if you're getting knocked out in the first round, I don't know if you boys ever played AAU basketball or whatnot. Like, I've been to a couple tournaments that we didn't win a single game, but I had fun going to the tournament. Like, what the fuck? Like, I want to be at the tournament, then not be at the tournament. Like, that's my whole knock with college football. I saw they weren't going to expand to at least 25, 26. And to me, college basketball way better because of what they're doing and deciding to do in college football going forward. It's a mess. It's a mess. Oh, yeah, no, you absolutely hit the nail on the head. Uh, there's no way you can put them in the same stratosphere. Obviously, college football makes a lot of money, so does college basketball. But the fact that you can have upsets on any given day, um, the fact that you can see these young kids come out and just ball out. You have kids, no names, just showing up on the biggest stage. It's beautiful. I know when URI made back-to-back uh, tournament appearances, it was some of the most fun time I had watching college basketball. Yes. And it gives you a chance. That's the beauty about this tournament as opposed to college football. This is the one point I wanted to make is... You know, we know, we knew what was going to happen in the college football playoff before it happened. Uh, with this, you give so many teams an opportunity. We saw it a few years ago, UMBC upsetting number one Virginia, a 16 over a one. First time it's happened, those two versus 15s are great. Like, it gives these kids a chance and an opportunity. And some of these kids, you think of Max Absmus last year, or however you pronounce his name, yeah. just balling out for a few games, and now he's been on the map. You know, it, it's just great to see these young kids. Steph Curry is yeah. another you one. You want to know Steph what's Curry really wild about college basketball, though, Rich? And he's bringing, yeah, Max Asmus. Uh, he was incredible. I don't remember the team he was playing for. They had a couple of upset wins. Uh, um, incredible. Yeah, we'd have to go check. Or Roberts, we have to go check the tapes. Good shit, Smats. Thank you. Uh, Oregon State, they were, I think, in the Elite Eight last year. Their record this year is 3-23. and Wow. I saw Georgetown. They made the uh, they made the tournament last year as well. Yeah, they had an incredible They've lost in the 18 straight. The they've lost eight straight, 18 straight They're games terrible. this year. I think they've won two games this year. They haven't won a conference Everyone's game. talking about Patrick Ewing 
get gone. The the university came out with a statement <laughs> saying that they believe in Patrick Ewing and what they did in the Big East tournament the year before. Isn't that the most wild thing though? Forward. That's what I love about college basketball. Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no team that's vying for the college football playoff that next year like can't play games. Yeah. Like it's just always the same recycled BS. Like in college basketball, like you might beat Kentucky, won a bunch of championships. I was into Coach Cal, always been to Coach Cal. In in some tournament runs, haven't been for about five years. I think they got a chance this year. They got a dude who's incredible, SEC super deep in terms of college basketball this year as well. So watch out for some of those teams when you're checking out your bracket. But damn, bro, that's the one thing I love because mm-hmm. Kentucky. Everyone was like, "Oh, damn, college basketball is unfair." Coach Cal always gets the best players, makes the best runs, bro. It do- they no haven't parody. been around. So they haven't been around. Parody, yeah. They got Duke now. Coach K on his final run, and that intrigue to them into the tournament. I mean, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. Um, Rich, any thoughts on college basketball, or just keep it I'm moving? Excited, man. I'm watching a tiny bit of it when there's like no close NBA game on some nights. Just throwing some on on ESPN. It's the time of the year where like ESPN one, two, three will have like different games going at once and stuff like that. So I've been throwing some on. Definitely be watching. UConn and some of the uh, conference tournaments. So, yes, I'm, every year I start watching at this time, and I'm like, damn, why didn't I start watching earlier? But then I watch a few games earlier in the year, and I'm like, oh, that's right, because it's not nearly as exciting. I don't know. It just gets more fun this time of year. Yeah, uh, the other thing that I saw, that the average ticket price for the uh, Coach K's final home game was, like, more expensive than all but three Super Bowls since t- 2010. I was saying this about this. I was saying this after I paid five thousand dollars to see your last game. Well, I was basically saying this about the uh, the Super Bowl too. I'd say the same thing about this game. Like basically, the the people you see in the arena and they're shown in the arena are like famous people. Like how many, how many non famous or high class people were in that arena? I Thousands. mean, there's plenty of people out there that aren't famous that can afford five thousand dollar tickets. Sure, but what? my that then the fact of the matter is that it's. That's too much. That's that's ridiculous when gas prices are about to be nine dollars a gallon, Rich. I, I mean, my God, we're taking the we're taking a train to MSG, my guy. We'll drive down to your we we'll drive down yeah, to no, your place and take the train. No, that was never like up for debate. That's what we were doing. Driving being allowed there, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, if I were you guys, I'd just straight up take the train from Madison or somewhere down or New Haven or something. But you could drive up to Stanford if you want. Nah, it was easier driving. My we got home earlier than my fucking brother. Sure, yeah, on the way back, it'll for sure be better. It's more fun, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. It was a good time. <laughs> We don't smoke. We don't no, smoke. No, I was just crushing beers and fireball. <laughs> um, right, I'll get in a couple funnies and then be out. If you guys have anything, we'll throw it in. Did you guys see that huge dude running that 40? What was yeah, that dude's name? Yeah. That was incredible. Not only not only is 40, because I was watching that, and I'm like, yo, this is insane. But is they were showing some of his drills and shit. Like his side to side. I'm like, yo, this is unbelievable. I also saw that it was the uh, this combine was the second and fourth fastest forty times ever. Um, one of them like, was a D back, and I think it, both of them were D backs. Four two, four two one, I think. I was watching that. It was something uh, I I need to get their names. I have the actual screenshots. I just been doing actually terrible with the reporting for the podcast uh, and notes for the podcast. But um, yeah, I heard a lot of people talking about that. Yeah, wide receiver. Tw- Taquan Thornton, uh, forty yard dash, four two one. Um, 
a lot of wide receiver talks. Oh, see you, Rich. You gotta get Rich back. No. Nope. <laughs> Classic Richie. Richie Gotts. <laughs> Haven't called him that in a while. Richie uh, Gotts. No, I, I got booted this time. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's probably gonna be like, what? What happened? Sorry, I got booted. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quit on you. <laughs> that was actually some that was actually some wild uh combine stuff though. A lot of small hands talk uh yeah. and and fast people talk coming out of that combine. Um you know, one thing I am hearing though, like just like leading into this draft, like even with the not only just looking at the quarterbacks, obviously quarterback league, but just the overall draft, like pretty pretty weak, dude. Like it like, there's not going to be, like, a lot of superstar players coming out of this draft, I don't think. I really don't think. Like, you're not going to you're not gonna be seeing the Micah Parsons, besides maybe that dude Aiden Hutchinson. You're not going to be seeing Justin Jefferson, even though these guys are running 4.21s. I just... I just think... I just think this is, this is going to be a little bit more of a limited draft for teams around the league that are going to be, what, relying on draft... Draft picks to say you turn their season around. That's not the formula, bro. That's not the formula. Yeah, yeah. And but- to me, even though the Giants are in very good draft position, I've been seeing. I'm really not excited about that. I'm really not excited about that. Uh, with with talks of potentially wanting to trade Saquon Barkley and all these moves and and you know question marks obviously around Daniel Jones. Like I'm just looking at the draft. I'm like, well, well what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm not trying to bring in Jimmy G, bro. I'm not trying to do any of that garbage. Like, uh, let's wait until there's, what, that next generational guy, which, what, Trevor Lawrence was that, right? And I saw he had, what, 10 TDs and led the interception 17 picks this year. I know, obviously, all the issues going on there in Jacksonville, and maybe Doug Peterson can clean that up. I'm not so sure he can. I'm not so sure he can. So, just looking at the catastrophe that Trevor Lawrence walks in and to Jacksonville, a lot of these young uh, really great players walking into these terrible situations doesn't bode well for their careers. And we've seen that. Matt Stafford, for example, now had his one chance out of Detroit for 13-year career and has a chance to make a playoff run. Like, just how it works, I guess, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I'm like, damn, uh, how this draft's going to go, mainly for my Giants and for all teams, just slightly worried, to be, to be completely honest. Because... You're not really, in my opinion, building for a, a season in, in the, the actual draft unless you're actually drafting a QB, which a lot of the talks right now for the QBs aren't really too hot besides that dude Malik Willis. I don't know how much you're going to believe in that that type of style, though. Well, yeah, I think it all depends. And one thing I do want to bring up is we have been very spoiled with the recent drafts. You look at it, the two, uh, some of the names you have mentioned. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. You, you dropped a name like Micah Parsons. He almost set the rookie sack record. He came very close, maybe even tied it. I can't yep. remember. Uh, you named Justin Jefferson. I think of Jamar Chase, too. Justin Jefferson came in and set the rookie yards record, and then his teammate Jamar Chase came in the next year and beat his record. Yep. Jalen Waddell, another great player, set yep. the rookie receptions record. So we've been very spoiled, and I know – uh, those three guys, the last three I named, it's a high. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see that. And stuff yeah. too. Exactly, but it's you, you're very lucky when you have these generational guys come out. Now, is that are there good guys coming up in this draft class? Sure, hundred percent. Yeah, There's yeah, be good absolutely. Ones, exactly. But the, also, what we're missing this year, as opposed to a lot of the previous years, are the sexy QBs, like you mentioned. 
uh, a Trevor Lawrence, a Joe Burrow, Tank for Tua, yeah. um, you know, Deshaun Watson back yeah. in the day, Patty Mahomes. What's Trubisky going on with him, hype. by the way? Um, uh, hey, I'll take Deshaun Watson before I'll take Aaron Rodgers. Figure, um, I figure out your legal things, brother. It's been like a year now and nothing's happened, so paying a lot in settlements probably. Um, yeah, but as far as it goes with trouble. that, no, it depends on what your team needs too because like, Obviously, if Daniel Jones can take that next step, we've talked about it and stuff. Too. It's just a rough spot. And if you don't have a quarterback and there's no generational quarterbacks here, I understand trading down and try to get different picks and stuff too. But for some of these teams, they could get some really good players. I look at a guy like Sauce Gardner, quarterback, cornerback Sorry for um, Cincinnati. He never gave up a touchdown in his college career. I do respect the quote of I don't plan on giving up one in the NFL either, but uh, that'll probably happen. Good luck to you. But there are some good players, Aiden Hutchinson, too. A uh, couple, I think it's a big, uh, a bunch of hog mollies in this draft. A bunch of big guys, linemen, uh, offensive and defensive. Yeah, I hope so the we'll Giants draft that dude that's stupid, big, and fast. Because mm-hmm. I saw he was going to be a late first rounder. And then obviously with his combine, a lot of people thinking he's rising up the charts. Just draft him. Just draft him. Do something. Do something that'll make the splash by drafting the guy who did uh, that wild shit at the combine. Um,. Yeah, interesting, though, how much the combine even impacts that. Uh, players, and I've always kind of been – I don't watch the combine. I just kind of, like, see some of the reviews on it. Um, but apparently a lot of things to take from it. And the draft inches closer and closer as we're already in March. Obviously, we'll have some college basketball, some playoff basketball. And then we'll have some NFL draft to talk about. Should be fire to see how that shakes out. Um, yeah, a couple – I guess this isn't really as – funny but like did definitely want to see if you guys saw this because i've been seeing a bunch of this uh don't go to russia with any vape cards boys because you're probably gonna get detained and sentenced potentially to prison yeah, for 10 awful. years and i'm like seeing this shit on britney griner and i'm like i'm like what i'm like how is this even happening like it's kind of like how i started the pod with rich uh chew which is like to me there's just so much going on and it's just like it's like you sprinkle that stuff. Like I'm, I was literally watching the news at my neighbors, and they're you know showing all this terrible shit, tornado in Idaho or something, and fucking fires in Florida, and obviously the all the shit going on in the war, and then you know they're talking about the gas prices and, and masks and all this shit, and then all of a sudden they're like, yep, and then Brittany Griner, WNBA star, and I'm like, what? I'm like, and I had saw this story a couple of days ago, but it's just like, oh, that shit's kind of crazy to me, dude. It's just crazy to me. I seen that I, there was like a senator basically talking how they need to like try because what the, that's like scary as hell. Yeah, Shit's like so scary as is, fucking hell right now, bro. Shit's this, scary. This reminds me a bunch of when um, Leangelo Ball. That's the middle one. Yeah, uh, when Leangelo Ball and a couple other teammates from UCLA had uh, stolen stuff or whatever in China. Oh, and it was a big deal. Yeah, uh, that just. Oh I mean, yeah. Dude, this is. I remember like, that. I think people. It needs to it is put into perspective with something like this. You realize like, you know, don't mess around in other countries and stuff. You're under the jurisdiction of other people and stuff. They take things a lot more seriously and it's horrible to see this. And the fact 10 that years for a vape cart with, yeah, it depends on where I you're mean. <laughs> Some places will kill you for that stuff. Like, dude, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. That's it's, crazy it to, realize, to me. Like, you know, how dangerous it could be in those different places and you need to know the <laughs> rules and what to do and I feel horrible for her because imagine if she spends 10 years in a Russian prison. I that's mean, that's fucking insane. Especially with everything going on right now. We just heard about this. She's been in there for three weeks. 
we just heard about this. This just came out like two, three days ago. She's been there for three weeks. Jesus. It Christ. was not even news over here. No one knew. Yeah, I had no idea that it was three weeks. Like, well, that, that's the thing. She's playing in a Russian league because it's a WNBA offseason. A lot of players play in other leagues because they make decent money. They make like, you know, decent money to you and I, but comparative to like professional athletes and NBA player, like garbage money, basically. They're making like 150000 250000 something like that. So a lot of them go play in other leagues. Um, when the WNBA season's not going. So she was playing over there. So, like, not that I know everything, but it wasn't like she was on vacation for a few days and someone was like, oh, where the fuck's Brittany? Like, no one in the U.S. probably fucking knew. She's playing in some Russian league. Like, the Ru- people in the Russian league probably knew she got arrested, but, like, no one in the U- United States even knew she was, like, being held captive. I mean, maybe, like, her family did, but, like, point being, it was not news at all. And we find out three weeks later. That's crazy. I feel bad for her. Yeah, I feel, feel horrible for her. It's That's... an awful situation. Hopefully we can figure it out and get her back because it's just horrible, really. It, can you just imagine if you no. if you no. were just going to Russia real quick by accident? You had your vape well, card in your off, pocket no. and well, you were just yeah, fucked. No. Like especially now, no, don't off go the to grid. Russia. But like, like what? Like oh man, like I just I don't even know what to say. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Yeah, I feel bad for her. Oh, man. So, Rich, did you see LeBron's 56 points on uh, 61% field goal percentage with 10 rebounds well, and six threes? I put it in the group. I saw it, and then it's funny. I put it in the group, and then today I saw a Cooper Cup tweet. I don't know if you guys did. He's like, damn, you guys need a you guys need a Ram front row at every game? Like, yeah. I can step up or whatever or something like that. Because his last LeBron's last two games going berserk with uh, Aaron Donald and that Stafford in the front row. So, yeah, incredible game. I don't want to like talk too much about the Lakers. It just makes me feel bad because it's like that's not sustainable. He can't do that every night. He can do that. He can reach into his bag and put on an absurd ten minutes or maybe an absurd game here and there. But like he's he doesn't have. And it's not a knock against him. The dude's fucking thirty seven. He can't just do that game in game out. So it's like amazing to see. And then it's like fuck, this is what we're missing out on because of, like, how poorly the Lakers are constructed. Because it's like, we're not going to get that in the postseason. There's no way we're going to get it. And we should, but we're not going he's to. Gonna get, he's going to get the scoring title. We still have games to play, he says. The quote is, until you stomp me out, cut my head off, and bury me 12 feet under, then I got a chance. So that's my confidence. And then he goes and drops 56 points. And, yeah, you can't say he can't do it every night. Well, he's going to have to try like hell to do it every night because that's the only shot they have. And I'll tell you right now, he's going for the scoring title, and the shit he's doing is incredible. Like, as much as people are knocking it, and it's like, oh, Lakers suck. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, the Lakers do suck. What LeBron is doing is incredible, and I don't give a fuck what anyone has to say about it. Incredible. And if they make the play-in and make a run, and Russell Westbrook can figure anything out, because all reports are saying it's impossible he's there next year, then fine. And if they can't figure it out, I hope LeBron is dropping fucking 60 points a night because that's the only shot they have with Melo hitting a fucking game record three in the corner because that's the only shot they got. That's the only shot they got because all these players, DJ Augustine's playing for them now. I'm like, what? I'm looking at the fucking rest of this roster, and I'm like, damn, this is worse than any roster he's ever played with in his entire career. And he's out here doing this shit, dropping 56 points on the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anthony Davis. This is another funny thing about Anthony Davis that I heard on the take about with Aaron Rodgers, who hasn't played since January 22nd, and Anthony Davis has been hurt two times since then, my guy. <laughs> I'm not supporting him. 
Oh man, this is hilarious. Um, no, I just no. Look, I agree with everything you said. My only thing is like, it just makes me sad. It's like, I don't even. No shit, it makes me sad. I've been telling you this whole thing's been making me sad. Cause LeBron James can't do this, and that's the only way they have to have a chance to win is him fucking out here, literally about to die after the games. Um, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. But um. It just makes me sad because, like, we saw this. Like, it's not the same thing. LeBron's a freak in nature. But, like, the last time I remember being like, wow, they're really running this dude into the ground. Wow, he can still really do this. Is fucking Kobe. And then he gets an injury. Like, LeBron's built different. He puts billions into millions into his body each year to keep it healthy. But it's still like, bro, he's 37. Like, you're gonna, you're just wearing, putting more and more tread on his tires by doing this and making it, like, harder and harder for him to keep going. It's like, look, I love it. I hope I hope he puts up sixty every game selfishly, but there's just a part of me that's like, damn, like I feel like every game he has to go out there and put up sixty and play thirty eight minutes is just like limiting like how long we see that in the future. And part of me is like, for fucking what? Like I love that he's doing it. I don't want him to mail it in as a fan, but like they're just gonna lose like in the play in or like in the first or get swept in the first round. It's like it's not a LeBron thing. It's just it's just sad to me as a fan. Like I want to see like this effort from LeBron lead to like a chance at a ring and just looking at the rest of the roster it's like oh man this guy sucks yeah i completely agree with you uh with that it does suck to see that you know dude has to go out and do that for them to win a game um it's incredible to see it is scary you mentioned kobe and stuff too running someone into the ground but also that's the thing with these greats and stuff too who really want it they're gonna do it they're the ones probably saying I want to be out there and stuff too. It's definitely yep. probably his choice. He's the one who chooses to go so hard and stuff too. Oh, and it's great sure. to see. And it's, um, you know, it's sad that, you know, they're not really, what's going to happen in the playoffs? Are they going to make it, you know? But it is fun to watch and just seeing him do that. You know, how many more opportunities are we going to get to see him drop 50? Who knows? So um, it would be cool to see absolutely. him too get I'm a scoring title at this point. No, absolutely not. And I completely agree, but. Um, it's obviously no, the same reason I hate talking about the Lakers at this point because it's mm-hmm. like the only fun thing to talk about is, is like LeBron. LeBron, because what he's doing is incredible, yeah. and it's like the rest of the situation is just fucking depressing, honestly. Oh, absolutely. I do have one funny thing too, though, because uh, LeBron's quote you mentioned, the bury me twelve feet under. I was watching uh, PTI and Kornheiser did have me laughing because he's like, he's like, oh, what? Uh, Wilbon asked him like, what was the most like, like jarring thing from that interview for you or whatever? He's like. Well, I mean, me and you, like normal people, like everyone gets buried six feet under, but he's going to be buried 12 feet under, so that's pretty incredible. And it just had me dying laughing. It was just a funny little joke from Kornheiser. Six feet doesn't seem that far. 12 sounds more realistic. But... Yeah, but six feet under. Yeah, dude, 12 is, that's really deep. That yeah. you're, you're That's a deep-ass hole you're digging, dog. Well, that's the point he's trying to make. Like, he's getting out of six. he got to bury him in yeah. 12 if yeah, right? to get out. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yep, that's it. Good point, I'm excited right? to see him dropping 60 then. I don't know what's good with my guy, Russ. It's almost sad at this point, but I do want to give Chu a quick shout-out because ever since that last conversation we had last week, all I've been hearing is John Morant comparisons to Derrick Rose. I know the Grizzlies lost last night to the Rockets, but I do need to tell you this, Rich. My, my, uh, my whole love for Russell Westbrook was the fact that I thought – Honestly, just watching him, even when he was at UCLA, it was just the most athletic point guard I'd ever seen play. That's just, like, what I liked. I know the Derrick Rose MVP year, and I can certainly appreciate that. I know a lot of people are talking about John Morant right now. I think John Morant is, like, literally right on the heels, if not passing that, like, already passing that. Like, John Morant, 
the dunk against Jakob Pertl the other night that I didn't get to say anything to you guys about. I know they lost the game and whatever. They, it's not looking great. But they're basically second in the West. And if they can be second in the West, I think regardless of him missing those games and if Jock can just have a nice good run here on these last 15 games or so of carrying them up to that uh, seed in the West, I think he's got a good look to have a chance at least to be in these conversations even though he might not win it, the actual MVP. And what I would say is, He's doing it with this unreal athleticism that I haven't seen, really. Because even when Russ was in his prime, and he was soaring and flying and doing all this wild shit that I absolutely love to watch, um, you know, flying around the court, obviously on both ends. Dude, Ja, ja is, is just different, dude. Like, it is it is weird to me. That, that dunk that he had, he shouldn't have been able to dunk that. Like, it looked like he, he got an extra step in the air from where he went, like, some of these dunks that he puts on, he's literally eye level with the rim. He ain't that he ain't that tall, dog. He's got some he's got some unreal bounce. And I know that comparison that you brought up about Derrick Rose is the knock that, oh well he and he's flying around, he gets injured like that. Bro, he's better shooter than both of those players. He's a better shooter than both of those players. And he has an unreal handle. I think he distributes the ball. Russell Westbrook. I think John Morant. Like John Morant is my new my, my my favorite player. Yeah. Like John Morant is by far my favorite player in the league, and I just want to make sure that I get credit for it from you guys that I was here first before all these people think that I come in because I've been watching John Morant since Murray State. I've been on John Morant for a minute, and to see what he's doing right now, regardless if he wins MVP or not, is just so incredible to see. Because it was sad for me that Russ was I knew Russ wasn't gonna last forever, and seeing Russ play like this. It's tough to defend, but this is sad to me, bro. This is sad to me, like, what's going on with Russ. It really is. Yeah, you can but- shit on Russ all you want, and I'll take it, but this is legitimately sad. What's going on with Ja right now is just incredible, and it's the only reason I'm literally not, like, broken down when it comes to the NBA because Russ is on his way out and not looking great, mm-hmm. and that is tough for me because that is something that, you know, how I talked about even with that with LeBron, you know, all these players that I, like, enjoy watching that aren't going to be around forever, Right? It's as much as I hate Tom Brady. It'll be weird watching NFL football if that dude is not playing. Mm-hmm. I hate the playing, man. It's gonna be so. Weird. It is gonna be extremely weird, and it'll take a little bit of adjusting to get into. I literally fucking hate the man. I fucking hate the man. It took me a second, but I can respect that. the greatness. I can, yeah. and and it'll be weird. It'll be weird, and yeah. it'll be different, and that's the. I, I don't know. Just John Morant yeah. for me right now is. Well, it's very of, special. It's kind of funny and stuff. Special too, player, you, Rich. You say something like that, and I think it's a little bit of like, as much as it's tough to say, and like it's it's a little bit of out with the old and in with the new to have a guy like John Morant. You've loved him for so long. I remember when he was drafted and stuff too. You said from the get go he was going to win Rookie of the Year and he's going to have a better career than Zion and stuff. And what he's doing is amazing. Me personally, I kind of compare it a little bit, like what you were bringing up. It reminds me very similar going over to baseball, that sport that's in a lockout right now. I think we're on day 97 or something stupid. Yeah. But uh, it reminds me a lot of, like, David Wright, the end of his career, like, my favorite player and stuff, watching him and then seeing his body break down. Yeah. And, like, not being able to watch him and stuff, too, and seeing how much effort they're putting into, he was putting in to try to get back out there, and then finally he realized, like, I'm never going to be able to be the player I was and stuff, too. It's so hard to see, but then as he retired and stuff, too, we had this next kid come up and different players, but like same loving personality, a guy like Pete Alonzo, you know, and it's kind of crazy. It's like the out with the old in with the new. And it makes kind of like, 
the separation of like your old favorite player and stuff too, and seeing it go like that, it makes it a little bit easier because you have a new someone. Yes, that you get but to I guess my whole point is, I John Moran, I think is gonna be a better player than Russell Westbrook and better at what Russell Westbrook was better at in his prime. And to me, that's something incredible to to even have coming up, Rich. I mean, I don't know, maybe that's a crazy take, but I think. I think what Ja does at the rim, even right now, is similar to to Russ in his prime. If not, looking forward to what Ja will continue to do at the rim, being the compared to the Derrick Rose MVP year, um, and then just what he's doing away from the rim. Like the dude can shoot. The dude's got handles. He's dishing to his teammates. Desmond Baines dropping thirty. Jaron Jackson Jr. Like you know how I feel about the Grizzlies, and I think they're about to make a run, but. Ja Morant is, I think, I think the next best thing in the, in the NBA. Legitimately, I think the the Ja Morant might be turned into the face of the NBA. Dead ass, right up there with Luka Doncic, right up there with Lamel. Oh, this dude's right there, bro. This dude is right there. The NBA. Is if Zion, NBA. that's what is so interesting about Zion too, because I want Zion to get on the court, bro. Because if he's healthy, because if he's playing, he, play. he was doing incredible yeah. shit last year. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that Zion can't be a great player. But I want to see him be a great player uh, and also job like, at the same time. That's all I was saying. Like, it's just tough because Zion's career has gone pretty pretty shaky and yeah. we're still waiting to see how it uh, plays out. So it only helps my, oh, I want Ja over Zion. But I'm not rooting against Zion. I'm not rooting against Zion. I want to see Zion get out of the court. The, re- <laughs> the reason it seems like you're rooting against him is because every time we talk about him, you bring up you want Ja over him. I like, do. I do. Doesn't have to be the con- that's where it comes off like you're like uh, it's like yeah we don't need to that doesn't have to be the conversation we could just talk about Zion without being like well he's not as good as a top five MVP candidate this year it's like well yeah he's not on the court yes which is just sad to me get on the court you know what I find a really interesting parallel between get on those, the court the two players even though they couldn't be any further like different than each other is the fact that both of these guys are just athletic specimens. And the fact that, like, the whole scary part of their career and stuff moving forward is going to be injuries. I just find it very interesting because we've talked about the Derrick Rose comparisons, um, you know, flying through the air and stuff, too. It's incredible to see. Got to be safe. Same with Zion, landing at almost 300 freaking pounds. Like, the dude's, like, what, 22? So it's kind of crazy to see. It's just interesting. Completely different games, you know, different positions, different sizes and stuff, too. But it all comes back down to how their body handles everything moving forward. My thing, my thing with Zion and why I'm just rooting for him is like the only thing I can't defend is like the CJ McCollum thing was weird that he was getting knocked for. Like it's it's that weird not to reach out to your new teammate, but like other than that, it's like dude, so many people like fucking analysts talking about how a dude's gaining weight. Like no shit, he has a lower body injury. He's a fucking three hundred pound freak of nature. You think when he can't move, he's not going to gain weight? Like that? You think I don't know. That's just, it's ridiculous to me that that's like analysts on stuff. People going on there and calling the dude fat, saying like, oh, well, if he's going to be so big, this isn't going to work. Like, dude, you can't fucking walk barely. Like, yeah, no shit, he's going to be big. He's an, If the dude wasn't an athlete, he'd be 600 pounds. Look at the man. Like, it's a, it's a miracle he's not. Like, let's give the 19-year-old dude a break. It's an unreal how many people are out there, like, calling him fat and, like, out of shape and, like, acting like he's, like, Ben Simmons or James Harden quitting on a team when it's like, bro, the dude can't walk right now, and the mm-hmm. whole country's calling him fat as a nineteen-year-old yeah. kid after he was just an all-star in his first eighty-two. Yeah, games. like sh- I would be like, I would get on an interview and be like, fuck all of you if yeah. I was him. Like, what? What? what, what, what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no, I hear you on that. I hear you on yeah, that for sure. 
Uh, I, I'm rooting for him. I hope he does extremely well. I hope he crushes it. The CJ I think we're all rooting for like, him. Other really. than that, it's like the dude's done nothing but be impressive when he's on the court. Like The dude, we all, everyone in the history of playing basketball wears fucking Nike shoes. This dude is just on, just blasts right through the thing. Like, he's not a normal, he's not a normal person. Like, every other person has worn that shoe and it's been fun. Like, this dude just person. fucking blasts right through. <laughs> That's actually the funniest shit. Oh my god. Yeah. Nah, dude, I'm rooting, I'm rooting for him to get on the court, dude. The Pels is gonna be a tough out in that play-in tournament, dude. You watch the fuck out for the Pels, bro. If Zion's I'm on the court. what CJ's been doing. It's been fun. Ingram's been playing well. I'm not yeah. a stepfather. I'm the father that stepped I really up. I really liked him as a piece for them, but, like, they've clearly gotten better from it. Yeah. Rich. Yeah. I'm not the stepfather. I'm the father that stepped up. <laughs> that was so That's such a good meme. Oh, man. All right, I got to be out, boys. All right. Much love for one. coming through. Good Thank conversations yeah, today. Always a pleasure. Absolutely, boys. Only yes. another couple weeks till we're coming down and heading to the game, Rich. So hopefully we get yeah, in a pod. Otherwise, I guess we'll see you at Stanford in a couple weeks. Boom! I pulled up before we jump out. That's just interesting to me. I pulled up the player impact stats and the player clutch stats to kind of see if who we thought was MVP was up there. And it is interesting. Like, the guys we're talking about are MVP are the clear leaders in that. The leaders and clutch points in the NBA, clutch points per game in the NBA this season goes... Embiid, Jokic, Ja, DeRozan, KD. Giannis is further down because they got other scores. And then when you go to player impact estimate, Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Luka, LeBron, Ja, and DeRozan a little further down because they don't fill the box score quite as much, and those stats rely on that. But just kind of cool to see. Like check out like what you see the eye test versus the stats there, and mm-hmm. the stats seem to tell us that all those guys we're talking about is like those top five there are definitely right there. All NBA. 17 games left with a sprint. I've been fucking I need I'm getting paid not till Wednesday. I can't bet till Wednesday, bro, cuz I it's I've lost 100 bucks of my own money at least plus this week. So I'm like, yeah, I'm out. I'm out for the week. <laughs> That's fair. Good decision. Yeah. So it is actually um it is actually sad that I wasn't able to really bet any games last night or today, but I can't bet any games until I get paid again back to the I don't even know. I just, I just really had a tough week, bro, and I'm just, I'm down right now. Just out. Beats. That's all right. I'm it's down terrible. to ten bucks in my DraftKings account, but tonight we ride. Keep gambling. <laughs> so many bad game. ones, bro. I'll get paid on Wednesday and probably lose more money, and then just be like so fucking mad because nope. it's just been terrible. I don't know what's going on recently. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad beat yesterday. Like literally, the one fucking time I wasn't betting on the Lakers, they beat the Warriors. I wouldn't have bet on him. I've lost like $500 on the Lakers this year, probably. And you'll probably, oh, good thing you're not betting tonight. They're playing the Spurs and they'll probably lose. Yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. I would bet on them tonight and they'd lose. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. Heck if there's a Ram sitting front row. If not, avoid it. Yeah. Oh my God. What a fucking <laughs> We need to know series. who's going to the game tonight. Yeah. Yeah, shit's been tough, though, for real. Gambling uh, has been not great. I had a bunch of bets yesterday where one of the legs was Kyrie Irving, 30-plus points, rebounds, assist. He finished at 29, and Bruce Brown botched a layup right at the end that would have been an assist to Kyrie. Oh, wow. I had a bet for – that would have been a nice payout. It was like 20 – this other one was like 25 to win like 250. Wow. Kuzma and Brogdon both over 20 points, which hit. And the second leg was Donovan Mitchell and SGA over 25 points. 
and they each were at like 22 halfway through the third quarter. And SGA finished at like 35, and Donovan Mitchell scored two points the rest of the game and finished at 24. I was texting Chew about bets, and I was like, oh yeah, like this one hit, like I'm good to go, because like there's fucking 13 minutes left in the game. I needed him to score three points, and it was a close game. He scored zero the whole rest, and he scored two with 14 seconds left. I That's, like, oh my god. <laughs> that is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That's uh, pretty real. Yeah, no, that's where I've been get. That's where I've been getting hurt too. Cause, yeah, like I, I would ne- I was telling you this before, but like I would, I would never put like twenty five dollars on anything. But I just now I do, I do twenty five dollar bet, like at a time. So if I lose, dude, if I lose like two bets a night, that's fifty bucks, Wait, bro. What you just said? I would never put twenty five on any. Oh, you never used to, and now you do. You're yeah, like with the daily got fantasy. It, got it, got it. Yeah, like now, like so, like. Dude, if I put like twenty five bucks into my account, that lasts me the whole week in daily fantasy because I'm doing dollar contests like literally every night. Like now, if I put twenty five bucks in my account, I could literally lose that in one night. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, bro, you gotta you gotta play based based on how you're doing winning wise. You gotta start being like, all right, I'm doing ten a night unless my account gets over a hundred. Then I'll start doing twenty five a night. But once it's it gets under hundred, I'm yeah. back to ten a night or something like that. Yeah, but that's also the problem too. Is when my count gets over a hundred, and then, and then I do 50s. those twenty fives, and I fucking dude, it's the same shit. If you lose a bet and you put fifty bucks down, regardless of what's in your balance, it's still the damn same fifty bucks that oh, so you no. just lost. Oh no! Oh no! Time to call it. Time to call it. Yep. We all <laughs> gotta go. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Right, I hear you. I agree. Yep, what? yep, I hear you. Well, he goes, time to call it. Wrap it up. Last thing I'll say is, so I had a bad streak. Uh, I was doing so well in football draft, like drafting lineups, <laughs> that I've had like a bad streak since that ended. So I had to deposit for the first time in like since probably like week three of football the other day because I had like won a bunch of contests during football. Now I am with you. I deposited that money right out of my account, so I'm like. No, I'm not just trying to blow through that money. Like, that is money I literally just put in there. Whereas before, I had had, like, a $5,000 hit on a DraftKings lineup. I was like, this is fucking fun money Bro, right now. Yeah, now it's fun not fun money. money. Now it's money that I literally Now it's my money, myself. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I picture Rich telling me to not tell um, that girl that I met about my crippling gambling addiction. And all, oh, yeah, I've been, all I've been telling her about recently is my crippling gambling addiction. <laughs> Nice. Don't ask me in a week why she isn't answering you anymore. But how's it going? <laughs> nah, she's still gonna be answering because it's going great. But That's awesome. but, but she basically knows after last night that I have a crippling gambling addiction. Where she uh, live? Because I literally told her I lost one hundred fifty dollars this week, and she's like, "Oh." She's like, <laughs> she's like, that's not good. As I'm telling her, I'm like, "Yeah, I can't place any bets tonight. Like, I'm literally forcing." I'm literally forcing myself until I get paid again to not place any bets, which is still Wednesday. So I'll tell you what. I'll call the gambling hotline and see if I can, like, send someone to your house. Like, hey, my buddy's not going to call, but, like, you know, send, <laughs> yeah. like, an officer or something. Yeah. Do, do you guys have people who, like, travel to homes? <laughs> That's the shit. I tell her that my friends tell me I should call the line, but I actually don't think I have a problem. Okay, but... that okay, that you shouldn't tell her because now it's starting to sound to her like this is actually a crippling problem. Yeah, no, like, but it's definitely I'm not a aware, crippling problem. Like, if we're ranking it on the problem scale, I'm not putting you above a five out of ten. I still, I feel, still feel like we're still like. I feel like we're good. Well, we're good that's the thing. She, yeah. Well, that's. But if you're telling, I've explained this to her. Problem, she's got me on a scale like two. I have a problem. She's probably like, oh, you probably have a problem. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, that's what I had to explain that I, that I don't have a problem. But basically, I, I don't know. You shouldn't be wasting your money on it. No one should. But if you're yeah, but here's my rationale on it. Thing, if you would pay that amount of money and you're getting like an equal amount of like rush enjoyment, like whatever it is, out of watching yeah. it, making it that much more yep. exciting, then fuck it. Like. There's a cutoff point of when that becomes worth yeah. it. Yeah, yep, right now, which I'm at that cutoff point until I get paid. But yes, um, yeah, if if I go out and buy a fucking, and I don't even drink, but if I go buy a bunch of fucking booze, like, what the fuck? Like, I don't buy the booze not to drink it. Like, I don't fucking, go, I, if I go out and buy a pack of cigarettes, bro, I don't smoke anymore. But I don't go out and buy the pack of cigarettes not to smoke them, dog. Like, <laughs> the way I see <laughs> Well, yeah, I would hope. What are you holding on to? I think the counter argument here would be like, I, I don't, I don't know if there's a correlation <laughs> on this one. Like, you don't have to gamble. Yeah, I'm getting into it. No one, I'm probably losing. Is my point. So it's like I'm not going into it. Like, oh damn. Like I'm not gonna fucking lose every time. Like, yeah, I've been losing a little bit. It's money that, like you told me, I'm not mad that I'm losing until now when I lost too much this week and I have to wait till next week. I can relate that I have a slight problem, but I can work it into my budget, so it's all good. Yeah. I think that's respectable. All right, much love, boys. All right, great times. Peace, gentlemen. See you, Rich. Later, boys. That's pretty funny, actually. That was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Seggy Station. Classic. It's one of the best runs around. See you all next time. You see you all next time.